Gang, gang, gang. Some fucking nerd Jeez. whispering to me. Warning. You this episode was created with the intent to ruffle some <laughs> feathers. Cancel us <laughs> if you would like. Just be me by one second. You don't give that one, one <laughs> Yeah. Yo. Who's that bottom one? <laughs> yes. That's me. I, I, <laughs> me. I ain't no bottom bitch though. Said, oh, I thought you went to hit insert the drop. Insert drop. Oh no, 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 no drops today. That's ridiculous. We doing our own drops, right? But you know, it's the kid troll told Trav, aka Wesley Pipes, if. He never made the league. Still. A.K.A. Foam Major. <laughs> A.K.A. Lion. <laughs> and you know the CDC said that you can take off your mask if you're fully vaccinated like me. The bull Tyrese Vaxi. Oh. And, and you know it's your man's. Travis Lamans. No man's do it. It's your man's Travis Lamans. Travis Lamans. Boy, Justin Laboy. It's your man's Travis Lamans. Yo. It's your man's Travis Lamans. Yo. That's gross. And I will pass it off to not my left this time, but my right to the. Oh, oh he switched it up. Oh, really yeah. Euro stepped in this time. By one second. Oh, it'd be by one second. <laughs> one time for the one time. Ooh. Hey. One time for the thrice. Time. Inhale through your chunks. Exhale through your tusks. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 <Wow. laughs> like Rob, <Ayo. laughs> You are now tuned in to the co-host with the most, mm. most, 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 King Swavy. Mm. What? Swavy, baby. Not King Swavy, actually. He's just Swavy, baby. Still Swavy, baby? Yeah. No, you're the king. King of the Wavy. King of the Wavy. Mm. Swavy, baby. Stay baby, so I gotta get Wavy. Hey. Mm. AKA Pino Nigua. Mm. Dripping on him. Pino Nigua. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Fine, divine. Agent like wine. Mm. Asian wine? Agent like okay. wine. <laughs> Agent wine? <laughs> Agent wine. <laughs> you know, season three. Agent wine. Got a, got a few new names. Uh-oh. Mm. 
Chase leche chocolate. Three chocolate milks. <laughs> or three milk chocolates. Or what you want to call it? Milk chocolates. <laughs> That's gross. And buff blackie. Buff blackie. <laughs> Man is with the muscle. Oh damn. Um. <laughs> got it off the strength. You got muscle chocolate milk. Yo, muscle milk is gross, yeah, muscle milk, yo, muscle milk from Wawa. <laughs> that shit was ass. That's why that shit's all the way on the top. So <laughs> niggas don't touch that. They don't even put it in the refrigerator. Ew. <laughs> warm ass muscle milk. Warm Room ass temperature milk. milk. They slogan, mm, warm. <laughs> all right, pass, pass it, it on. To you. <laughs> I'm gonna pass it to my front, to the right, to the left, to the side, to the front, to the right. I don't know who it's going to. Dearly beloved, <laughs> we are gathered here today to get hey. through this thing called pod. Hey. Electric word pod. It means that we have all the tea. But I'm here to tell you, there's something. You doing coke? What the that fuck? Was, that was tea. I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Them ether boys. Hey. Mm. Last ether pod standing. Boys. I go by the name of Eris the Angel, mm. Eris Targaryen, plus of his name, Eris Bueller, mm. never late, Love always that. here. Love that one. Kamala Eris, mm. Bro Biden, <laughs> Dark Skin Drake. Mm. She used to call me on my boost mobile. Also known as Mister O O O O Aris. All up in her parts. Ow! Listen. Also, Mr. I never say my names correctly in order, oh, like the rest of the people <laughs> on this pod. <laughs> Mr. G-O-H, I haven't said that one What'd that while. mean? Bring Get him out of here. Get him is one word. Wait, I got to remember the rest. Okay, and last but certainly not least, because okay. I forgot the other ones, uh-huh. Mr. <laughs> I ran out of names. Hey. There it is. And I'm here mm. to pass it off to my good brother, the one and only. Take it away, Mate. A.K.A. Janky Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot my off mic on mic. Damn. Mobile Mike. Mobile Mike checking in. Rogue One checking in. It's Mr. Porter, Maddie Ice, Matt Stein, the great match be young M.A. Wait for it. T.T. One take Jake LeBear, James, the captain of the cool kids you know. No die names. And on this podcast, always and forever, affectionately known as the crown prince of trying to get us But we canceled. still here, y'all. We are still. We last pod standing. And freely known as. <laughs> season freely <laughs> known, known as. Mm. The prettiest face in the audio space. Chris Brownskin. Mr. Guns Blazing. Jim Poppy. I only play away games because I don't believe in being sloppy. Hey, yo. <laughs> it's that Newport, y'all. For the win. Because I could do damage. When you come through, Ooh. she is her and I am him. Ooh. Here in motion. Here in motion. You hear that, Gab? <laughs> you hear that, Gab? You hear that? <laughs> but if you ain't trying to say all that, man, then I'm just met, man. da 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 Palaman. Buff Blackie. <laughs> Hot as bars. I miss my granny. (laughs) (laughs) Look what they did. Damn, I I forgot Girth Brooks. Yeah, you forgot a whole whole bunch of Off mic, on mic. Daddy Dong Legs. Daddy Dong Legs. (laughs) Daddy Dong. Damn. Oh, Arison Ford. Arison Ford. (laughs) You getting them now. (laughs) (laughs) They got them now. Aris McKnight. <laughs> bringing them back, bringing back to one. Bringing them back at one. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, y'all. We got you. Next time, I'll, it's I'll our do... first pop back in a while. It's good right? to be back. Yeah, I'll, was, I'll do better. We got, we got be the back. full squad tonight. It's good to yeah, be. Yeah, everybody's here. Yes, sir. And uh, everybody's 
Everybody's, everybody's good, right? Yeah, I think we all we all we all right? like each other here, right? <laughs> Unlike other places, <laughs> we all we all tolerate each other here, right? Yeah. We're real friends. Facts. We talk to each other outside of this all the time, for real. You know, you know what we do when any anytime something crazy happens, communicate. <laughs> you know, take take a little vacation. You know. Uh, we go. Uh, we go on little trips together. Uh, uh, hood mandated vacation. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, hood love his breaks. <laughs> <laughs> hood be like, yo, we need a break, yo. <laughs> yo, we did two episodes straight. We need a break. <laughs> I am no longer driving. For any of my trips, though. Yo, that shit was wild. Yeah, we, have a, yeah, we did. We did a whole episode about it. Never mind. Well, <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> we did a whole episode. That's a whole season for now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So so long ago. Yeah, that shit was wild. It's been a whirlwind of a so, year. So I mean, what are we? What are we? What 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 are we talking about today? You guys? want to get into the jokes before we get into the not jokes? Sure. Let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do let's, light before we get heavy. Cause I, you know, you know where I want to go. <laughs> I think we have a very special RIP for the graveyard this week, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, Ooh, can we, we talk about it? it? <clears throat> Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> it's spooky time. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Elephant Graveyard, where we come to. We no longer alive because we. Joe Button. We would like to offer our condolences Damn. to the Joe Button podcast. Mm. We are officially the last pod standing. Damn. Mm. I mean, if you want to like hire us to replace y'all, I mean, we can talk. We can talk. We can talk. You gotta show us the contract. Now I know how you get down. Like, you, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta show us the stems. But yeah, for those who don't know, it would appear as if the JBP is no more. A scathing episode was dropped upon the masses that Mr. Incognito Trevito tracked down in mid listen. They deleted it. How long was they it deleted for? it? Like the actual episode. I'm trying to remember how long the actual episode was up for. Whenever you so you sent it to me at like eight. Well, so the, the what I said you was actually like the leak of like because oh, people said the episode was up for like I heard that not that long at all. They said maybe like he posted delete an hour, yeah, less than that. <laughs> so tell, you might as well tell the people, you know, exactly what's, what's going on. Yeah, so that way we can all be on the same page. Yeah. I feel like I'm holding a chalice. <laughs> I mean, it's it's safe <laughs> to say that Pinky the Joe Button podcast, the way that we know it, is officially over. Rory and Maul have been fired on air. On air oh, wow. By Joe Budden. Ma- Maul was invited to come back if he quote unquote gets his shit together. Sure. But Rory, <laughs> like and you know now. what? You know what's funny? It, what, what's really funny is like, you could kind of tell that Rory was kind of like the black sheep of all. Like, at least to me, I'm really big on like body language and certain like talks. It was like, it kind of seemed like Rory and Parks didn't really fuck with each other that much. Kind of seemed like yeah, Joe and Rory kind of were butt heads a little bit. It seemed like Maul just was happy to be there. Like Maul was just happy that, you know, the Even guys more were... happy you all made it. Yeah, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's it's sad because you know, I've been a I've been a I've been a JBP fan for a while. And this is the end of an era, you know. It's it's it's, it's sad. It's sad, but hell of a run. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. I mean, let's break it down, y'all. Let's 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 go there. Let's talk about it. What what are y'all thoughts about this? So I, I heard rumblings that kind of going off what you were saying about it being done as we know it. 
I heard that they were like saying like it's just he's done like with the JBP. He's just gonna focus on like the network and like yeah. his other podcast. Oh. And the podcast itself is wrapped. Oh, so he's really? not doing the podcast at all. That's, that's what I'm hearing. So there, because you know he's huh. he got like the, uh, the other two podcasts <laughs> on his network. They were saying that they want to like start like a, a ice and ish podcast, but they were saying that he might like just be wrapped. Like just the okay, Joe wait, podcast. wait, we gotta address because Trav just made a face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ice and ish. I gotta know what that means. That's not hella nasty. I it's gotta know ish. what that means. I ain't listen to that. <laughs> what the hell is an ice and ish? <laughs> Now, okay, the only reason why I like that idea is because they're older gentlemen, and I feel like... <laughs> Out of touch. No, no, no. I feel like I feel like older niggas need a voice, too. Like, the reason why... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that confidently. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm serious. Because I, like... I feel like... Okay, I feel like... I feel like when I'm... You know, late thirties, early forties. I still want to be able. That. I still want to be able to give. No, no, no. They're around Joe's age, right? Old. Well, I mean, I think I'll... I said he's thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who, wait, who's thirty-seven? I said he aged terribly. <laughs> well, yeah. but I just feel like I feel like if I'm I feel like if I'm that age, I still want to be able to voice my opinion and talk about things that was like prevalent in right. my generation and. You know, I mean, I know it's not gonna be for everybody. You know, but no, I mean, I think it's a good idea since people like them. Uh, I think I think for me it was just I, I I've listened to Ice on previous podcasts and like you could just I mean maybe he'll get better with time but um he is one of my favorite Twitter followers though I think he's hilarious on Twitter on Twitter yeah but uh now, which I, one is Ice again he's the one that was in Mall's chair he's, he's yeah, the light the he's the light skip oh no, no the ball, the ball, ball head. head okay yeah, yeah. Ish was the no one he's that he's was funny like yeah. Ish was the one that was sucking off Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Metaphor. He was like, he was like, oh. like Migos yeah. ad libs for Kevin Samuels. Yo, he just. He, every, Travis, like, what episode was this? <laughs> he said, "Y'all signed up for Patreon." <laughs> yeah, right. It was like he was like finishing his sentences and everything. I was like, "Damn, I love Kevin too." But damn, come yeah, on, that yeah, was that was a little. Don't talk. A little rough listen. He said, "No," I, and he got that list, but it was like, okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I love, I love, I love the idea. Of him focusing on, I mean, you know, it's not. Listen, it ain't niggas, niggas, niggas might have stole us, niggas, niggas might have stole niggas' ideas about creating like the Avengers of podcasts. Nah, that, that was definitely us. We don't want, we don't, we don't, we don't want, we don't want those troubles. Shit, King. <laughs> I'm just saying, and we see who's still here. <laughs> I mean, do do we listen to the other podcasts? I do like uh, what is it? See, the thing is, yeah, I watched like the clips. I don't, I can't sit through. Oh, yeah, I've seen the whole clips, thing. but I haven't like watched the one the girl's episode. the fuck annoying. The Which the one? shorter haired one. Yeah, yeah. She just sounds she's like uneducated. She, Get you a cup of coffee. Not even just the tone <laughs> of her voice. Just the things that she says just sounds uneducated. It's like, <laughs> I why why am I listening to yeah, this? I like the other chick, Bridget. Uh, Brid, yeah, Bridget, 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 Bridget Kelly. Yeah, I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, she's like, yeah. 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 She sounds put together. <laughs> there go that edible. Right, put together. <laughs> go that edible. But, uh, you know what that was the equivalent of? You know, like when your kid got like a cup of juice and they, <laughs> and they, and they put it on the bed. <laughs> and be like, like, sh- they be like, oh, hold up. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You like, yo, you. Like, yo, move that off the bed. It, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. It's, it's not, not fine. It's it's not. Not. <laughs> it won't spill. Don't do it. I put blankets around it. <laughs> nah, but, uh, but I, I honestly, I mean, I honestly feel like this, this might sell. I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe Budden Podcast is probably the number one podcast, period. I mean, next to Joe Rogan, right? According to the stats, it's impulsive. <laughs> Who? 
Impulsive. Logan Paul's podcast. Man, this. Wow, really? Yeah, he's rated number one. <laughs> them motherfuckers be cheating. No. Hey, we like we like we like them now. Nah. <laughs> fuck fuck them. We like them. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. His brother took his hat. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Apparently they like untied his shoes and they did a whole bunch of shit that day. No, right? you didn't you didn't watch? <laughs> they did. So they look, did a so whole bunch of shit. Here's how fucking Floyd Mayweather. He's he's such a he's such an out of touch old man. So Jake Paul did untie Floyd's shoe while he was up on stage. And then <laughs> Logan was just like, yo, your shoe's untied. Floyd just said, yeah, your brother untied it. <laughs> what, hey, what a comeback. <laughs> I hope he whooped his monkey ass, dog. Me too. Wait. I hope Floyd whooped. Oh. Come on now with the racist <laughs> shit. Come on. You the blackest nigga. He said no. Thinking, My bad. <laughs> My bad. You the blackest nigga here talking about some who, who the monkey? He's a who the monkey who? Because that nigga look like Caesar though. He, oh, about, yo, we, my nigga, I was literally, it was, I was forming the sentence. I was forming the sentence. Now, who's who's the photographer that took that picture? Of, uh, he needed to be fired immediately. No, I'm, I guarantee he works for one of the Paul brothers. I'll, I'll, oh, probably. Guarantee. That, oh, yeah. That, yo, that which then raises the next question. But, uh, one of, was one that of whole Floyd's, interaction racist? One of Floyd's uh, bodyguards. <laughs> you said was that interaction racist? I would say yes. <laughs> I would say he took his hat for the sole purpose of that picture to make fun of mon- monkey jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that they can post it up. He dug deep in that one. Listen, monkey business. <laughs> listen. Hey, yeah, I'm not giving Jake Paul that it sounds funny. <laughs> it sounds funny now, but I ain't giving guarantee. Jake Paul that. I ain't giving Jake Paul guarantee. that credit. It was only racist until Twitter made memes out of it. <laughs> they said that was so Always much. Twitter, man. Twitter, said, Twitter's a dangerous place. said, I ain't never did nothing to you. <laughs> he said, why you disrespect me like that? He said, four scores in seven years ago. He said, why you disrespect me like that? That nigga said, I got your hat. <laughs> Yo, and then, and then was like, oh, where's your hat? <laughs> really true. That was the boy. funniest shit I ever seen. <laughs> and then got, got your hat tattooed on his leg. They are, they are my... Say what you Pure will about them. They Pure are marketing geniuses. But I mean, but it's funny because like that was Floyd his whole career. He was always the instigator, like yeah. in his fights. Like that's why I keep telling y'all he's gonna lose this fight, and those two are gonna be the face of boxing for the next twenty years. <laughs> I'm telling I don't know the face of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> telling you, definitely I'm not telling Logan. You. Telling you, no, they're, they're, I could definitely see them trying to like build, get people back into boxing through Jake Paul. Do one of them. That. Either either he's gonna whoop Logan's, not Logan's really ass. He said, or he gonna he or he, he gonna, gonna lose. He said he's gonna fight Jake. After uh, he well, he Logan. gonna he gonna lose the one of the motherfuckers because I know <laughs> Floyd getting old. I mean, how many how many more fights is he gonna win? I mean, but he he he's never stopped training. That's the one thing about Floyd. That nigga lives in the gym. Like even I just feel he like he got what 50, 50, 0, 50, 50, and 0? 50 and 0? Come on, it won't it won't count against his record. Yeah, though. it's just the exhibition. Okay. Six round exhibition. Yeah. So yeah, look. It's gonna live with him. This is the easy easiest payday for him. Easy. <laughs> and easy I think, money. And I think with all these theatrics happening before, it kinda takes away with like obviously if he were to quote unquote lose, it'll be something, but like the fact that they're building it up with all these different staged events and everything, it, it it's a WWE match. Like, you know, like yeah, I think facts. I think people like are gonna look at it that way. But obviously, like I said, you're still gonna be like, yo, Floyd, you shouldn't lose that. But right. if he does, I think all this extra stuff that's happened before that is probably gonna soften the blow of like, ah, well, I mean like It doesn't really matter right. it's not against his record. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, man, this shit is this shit is a circus. Oh, for I mean, sure. Boxing's box yeah. been a circus for, for many a moon. But it, yeah. it, it's crazy because it's like Everybody's still talking about that when Canelo just fought last weekend. 
Yeah. And, like, he's the best boxer out right now, probably, or one of them. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, uh, I mean, they're, the, the, those brothers, are, they're doing something right. Um, but Box, boxing as a whole has been on a downswing for yeah. years. Yeah, you know, I mean like, the the personalities are just adds. not that mark, or they at least they don't make an attempt to be that marketable. Facts. Like it's just kind of like you you recognize the craft, you recognize that they're good boxers, but like we're in an era where like what else can you sell outside right. of just you being great at right. what you do? Right. And yeah, <laughs> I mean you think you think about people like Tyson, like his whole thing was just like. Knocking a nigga out in five yeah, seconds. Yeah, motherfuckers beat before they got in the yeah, ring. Like, right, right. like, motherfuckers was knocked out. You pay all this money to get your, you know, pay-per-view, all that shit, and then the motherfucker knocked out in, like, By a nigga first the round. Right. And that was the capital. That nigga was the story. The yeah. I broke my back. But, uh, <laughs> it's spinal. Spinal. <laughs> spinal. But uh, real quick, though, to circle back to the button stuff, the one thing that, like, you know, I was listening to when um he was breaking down everything, there were definitely points where I was like, I mean, you're right on like like what your thought process is with some of these steps, whether you know it's fully true, not true, partially true, whatever. But my own my biggest issue with the whole thing was just like you know I get it, you got a public platform, I get it, you know you are who you are. But if these are supposedly really your quote unquote friends, I'm I'm not like if that were me, I'm not airing out dirty All laundries business, like that yeah. and like talking about my friends like that yeah. on a public. Yeah platform like that that's that's where i was at with it. Like him him talking about like the business part of it it's his it's his shit he could do whatever he want but right. just like the way he was talking about them i was but like, i mean how long like how much of it is it joe being quiet about it like building up like the boiling point you know what i mean like how much of it is that to as opposed to just him being just a chatty patty and just talking shit like how like how long have they not been on the pod how long have they been writing right. about i mean this? i'm sure it was definitely like built up yeah that he was just releasing um but it was it was funny though because it's like <laughs> it's almost as if like he they recorded it and he and he like listened back like ah damn like, <laughs> no they recorded it posted it yeah thought about it real quick ah, i probably should have put this up but it's like no nah, i'm gonna put it on patreon like <laughs> right 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 Nah, I don't know. I just I, feel like if like like if we ever like went through some oh, shit geez. and like one one of us was like on the pod like just talking about all the all the thing internally that should be kept private, I'd right. be like, yo, what the fuck? Like some ho shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy. No, nah, I mean, well, I, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I've again, I've been a fan of this podcast for a while now. So, I sounded so snobby saying that. I've been a fan of this for a while. I was about to say, we get it. You liked him before us. All right. Cool. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Joe's fan. biggest complaint, the thing the <laughs> thing that I've heard from oh, them, I, what is that? What happens when you the, uh, talk about my janky the, mic? The biggest thing, <laughs> the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing that Joe, that I've heard Joe complain about is them doing more or bringing more to the table just on the mic, just on, just on pot. Like, mm-hmm. case in point, like I was telling you, like, the Nicki Minaj interview. Like, he would set up, a, or any celebrity guest that they had on there. Right. Before they started getting to the swing of things, it was like, Joe would set up the question, and then he would just be like, all right, y'all, discuss. Like, let's no, pod, yeah. let's talk. And <laughs> it was like a constant thing that he was saying to both Rory and Maul. And so, when I hear this rant of him saying, like, y'all didn't bring nothing to the table, it's kind of like, that sounds like somebody who's been frustrated for years. Oh yeah, he yeah. Definitely or or that. even and and then and then when you combine that with 
you asking questions about the business and different things like that, I can see from Joe's standpoint it being like, you got to bring something to match what you're asking for. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's a partnership, then you have to bring something to it. If it's just you working for me. And I think that that was a conversation that maybe they didn't have ironed out beforehand. But it just, to me, it just sounds like Joe wanted more from them. It's like, it's like 50 Cent saying he wanted Tony Yeo and Lloyd Banks to go out and be Kanye West, like what Jay-Z and Kanye did. Like, he wanted them to do that. That would have been a gross watch the throne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like when you have Keep people like that. chair. When you have people like that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the high chair. <laughs> but when you have people like that, it's like, you could tell it's like he wanted them to do more. And maybe they didn't do what he expected. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I, I can I can see how he's frustrated. Yeah, you know? I mean I I get that. If and I would get that more if also like they didn't like put out this message that yo we're like cool now the, or yeah. that that we're, we're and salvaging also, the friendship. Yeah, Fuck that and like you know all the talks of like yo we want to make sure our friendship is good yeah. before like the podcast or everything. But then it's like okay you're doing that then you're then putting the podcast before the friendship and also too like there's for having such a, a huge viewership, there's a trickle-down effect, you know, because, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, ac- academics. He didn't start, like, quote-unquote, exposing or saying all <laughs> this, like, shit that he was saying on his different Twitches and everything until things, shit started to really, like, like, fall down. So it's almost as if, like, once... Joe went public with his frustration, then right. like, he then like joined yeah. in. So it was like a trickle down effect. So it's just like for me, if like if those are truly my people, then like now they're probably sitting there like, yo, like at some point I gotta like speak for myself and defend my characters. Now right. everybody is now like everybody's like looking at me a certain way. But right. it's just it's a messy situation and it's and it's a shame that I get to this point because they were uh um a podcast that kind of like really started to to put other like the idea of podcasts and making money off of podcasts like i'm sure you know right, other right. podcasts have been making money for years but yeah. it was i feel like their podcast was really where it was like kind of like put on a mainstream level to the point where they're like hey yo if you really want to do this you can find a path and make it as a career where it kind of felt yeah. like before with podcasts people were like secretly <laughs> getting money right where like right, with right. theirs once they got the deal and everything it was kind of like oh shit yeah like there's really there's really a, a lane for that so it's on e-news and shit hey, right <laughs> <laughs> he said, no podcast <laughs> right podcast. <laughs> podcast i don't know man you know chemistry is something that's 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 huge i do like how I, and you you know something that that I I really wanted to touch on, especially when it comes to well, I mean it's about Joe, but Joe is just somebody who is resilient. Like I just I, in all the things that have have been thrown his way, the things that he's like had to go through, the motherfucker overcame a lot. Oh, hell yeah. like and even with this, like with like when Warrior Maul first weren't on the pod. And Ice and Ish were there. I was nervous too. And then you started seeing Joe tap into his celebrity bag. And it was like, okay, he's going to bring Kevin Samuels on. Or like him doing this No Jumper interview. Which, by the way, Adam22 is the new... Uh, what's the... Vlad. Vlad, I was saying, yeah. <laughs> he's the new Vlad. I don't know why y'all niggas don't... 
<laughs> I don't know he why said, you niggas don't peep hitter. game. You're the op now. Right? <laughs> like, I would never go on Adam 22. But, um, no jumper, I mean. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I just love the fact that Joe has, has always been able to, like, bounce back from shit or stay afloat in this whole thing. Like, he's been through so much and, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's admirable to me to, to see him, uh, continue to keep going. You right. know what I mean? I mean, I just, I just am vocalizing. I understand the frustration. How he went about it, eh, if that's your friends, especially with Maul, especially with Maul, right. with Rory. I feel, yeah. again with like, Rory. You I, can make a case like Rory. All right, like, yeah, like okay, like y'all don't like each other. It's kind of been known that y'all don't like each other. Cool. And I, really, really, Parks, Parks and Rory, you could, I could tell for the longest they did not like. Yeah, each other. I, I, yeah. I was, I was Parks super. He super duper turned me off on the episode. Like he never yeah. had that energy when, none, when none they were both pe- present. It. But that episode, he had, he had a pep in his step. He was talking a little spicy. I'm like, he's like, no, no, you know, like, yeah. all right, no, that's on them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm paid. I don't care. He's like, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I test my loyalty by how much I get paid. And I was like, you said that like it was a bar. Yeah, like, <laughs> I judge my friendship. I judge. Like, what do you say? I got just the respect. Based off how much I get paid or some shit like that, yo. Like you've been mixing Joe shit for over a decade now. We know where your loyalty is at. It's all right. We know. <laughs> right. We know where you where you stand. Yeah, but, but yeah, to your point, Jordan. Yeah, what what Maul? I I was a little bit more surprised with the way he was acting and talking, especially when it when it came to Maul. Like, like said, no, for, when the nigga said he was hiding detergent. I oh, was when like, he's like he bought detergent. I was like, yeah, that's some, that's some know, shit. How'd I know you was about to? That's some whole shit. Because I feel like a nigga would do that to me, and I'd be like, yo, why the fuck is you hiding detergent, my guy? <laughs> he was taking it to his room. <laughs> like, what is you doing, it wasn't my guy? Hidden. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something too, where it's just like. Yo, y'all, it's it's a communal thing, and whoever like runs out, like yo, I get the next one. Like it's not really, it's not something that you're like. Like that's just crazy to me. That's yeah, that that was wild. Because yeah. I mean, I'm and especially if you like, especially if you've lived with people and they do like petty shit like that, where it's like unnecessary. Like, all right, my guy. Like I I wasn't even thinking about your detergent. Why are you like going out of your? I don't even wash clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Take clothes to my mom's house. Like I wear it and throw it out. No, that's that's the, disgusting. Especially that's like, disgusting. Yo, what? <laughs> you ever see someone do like like petty shit and you don't you didn't give them any reason to do the? Petty that's what shit? I mean. So you're like, yo, what the fuck wrong with you? That's man? what I mean. Like that's just <laughs> that's just petty. But all in all, that's going to be a movie. All in all, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a long ass hashtag. Right. One <laughs> love. All in all. <laughs> Hey yo! Hey, oh, hey, speaking of speaking of one love. You didn't pick. Nah, I got you, boy. No, listen, don't don't get me don't get me in my bag. <laughs> don't get me in my bag because I will. Get, we will get to nothing. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will no, literally no, turn no, to Joe. We'll we'll yeah. we'll <laughs> <laughs> oh well, speaking of uh, finna be a movie, can we just talk about the derby real quick? Oh yeah, this is, we haven't talked wow, about. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you guys got to speak on it. Yeah. A movie that was a movie. No, it, no, it was. We it was definitely movie. last week. We we talked about it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. I was. Well, I didn't. I didn't talk about. It. I wanted. To, I wanted to the touch on it. We'll, we'll let you guys touch up on it. Uh, shit was what? wild. Shit was a feature <laughs> film. <She was laughs> and that's the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Motherfuckers had horses. Fire. Black horse. Big, big beautiful ass black horse. Big ass beautiful black horse. By the time, <laughs> by the time this is out, y'all will. Uh, have done two things. Y'all have uh, 
listen to J. Cole's new mixtape album, whatever. Mm. And you will have watched Winner Circle by mm. Timo and Jordan back. Harris, produced by myself. Mm. But uh, no, I, I just, I honestly, anybody who's listening to this, um, produced by, mixed by, mastered by. If you can't, yes, facts. If you came to the Derby, I just want to say thank you. Um, if you said you were coming and you didn't, fuck you. Ooh. Um, if you couldn't make it, then that's <laughs> then that's perfectly fine. You know, Shout come out to the next event. <laughs> he said, "Am I wrong for saying that? <laughs> right? <laughs> am I wrong for saying that on here? Is anybody else? Am I am I off here? Am I off? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was I was very I was the, the energy and the love, everything. It was beautiful. That it was beautiful. Everybody looked <laughs> amazing. Um. You know, even the people that like, it, well, we ain't gonna talk about that. But yeah, everybody looked amazing. Everybody looked beautiful. My family was there. I got a picture with my my sisters. My mom and dad were there. That was At the big. Same time. Uh, my grandmother, who will be ninety in June, was there. Looking like wonderful. Flies ever living her best life. Oh my gosh! It's everybody was there. It was, you know, Alex Holly. I know, like, you know, she was there. Uh, <laughs> She was gonna take got there. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yo, she heard Travis was, was coming. <laughs> it was weird. She said skirt. It was very weird. So I'm out. She's like, I ain't ready for Chad's chunk. <laughs> you hella nasty. <laughs> she said, Travi. Hey, but- Incognito. Matt. <laughs> How terrified were you of the horse? When it was in front of the table. So I, no, so I'm not scared of horses. I was scared that nigga was going to fuck up my shirts. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid he was going to kick the shit out that merch yeah. table. Yeah. His hooves were banging the shit out of the ground, <laughs> yeah. dog. Hey, it was right in front of the, like, yo. Yeah, I was, that, that's, that's, that was my biggest thing that he was going to uh, <laughs> drop kick the merch table. Facts. Send oh, yeah, we had door. merch out there. Facts. You know what I mean? We had it, we had it all. Everything was there. The drinks. Mm-hmm. The food. Oh, it was a great time. Maker's Mark, shout out. Shout out to Maker's Mark. Come shout out to Philly Nate. Nate 215. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, it's beautiful. It was a beautiful day. I mean, I, I just I would just like to say two things. If I tell you to come out to somewhere, please please trust me. It's yeah, going to be, be a movie. movie. It's going to be a movie, and you'll probably benefit somehow. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, you can probably do that. Yeah. Um, but more than one love. It's yeah, more, yeah, it's more. it's more it's more than one love, my guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just listen, just come out, support. Well, you know, guess, guess I'm involved in the beef and, now. And also, <laughs> and also, oh yeah, it's definitely beef. Uh, also, secondly, it's the impossible beef, <laughs> beyond beef. Don't worry about it. Hey, yo, yeah, man. I mean, just listen. He said, no, nah, never mind. Oh, oh, second, <laughs> secondly, secondly. Go ahead, go ahead, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the people been talking. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They ain't been talking lately. They've been real quiet. They've been real quiet. I hope they stay quiet. Uh, but anyway, um, secondly. I love, I love everyone. Secondly, lastly. I love being black. Lastly, and most importantly. <laughs> my back. Look. Lastly, and most importantly. In a glass of my um, the price went up. All the mm, way up. All the way up. All the way up. And it stuck like my so mic So it ain't stand. no more free beats. <laughs> price is stuck up like my mic stand. It ain't no more, I'm going to do 50 beats and you turn down 49 of them. It ain't no more, I'm going to do five tracks for your EP and don't own the masters. Mm. 
Mm. Ain't no more of that. The price went up. Trav muted his mic. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Trav. Look at his line. (laughs) Flat line. (laughs) My man went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the price the price went way up. Mm. And uh, talk your shit. It's different. We was we was on Fox. On Fox. The price going up today. We was on. Yo, you gonna stop stepping on my jokes? The price went up. Stepping on all. We was on Fox News. We was on CBS. You know, for all those who you know, and listen, and I'll say, I'll say this, I'll say this, right? You can say whatever you want to say about myself and my decisions with my career. You can say whatever you want to say about Tim O'Russ. When motherfuckers put their heads together, mm, shit, gets, shit gets done, okay? And I know for some people, it's hard for them to, you know, get over that because of ego or pride or whatever. They just feel like it's certain things that they, you know, niggas are sacrificed, whatever, whatever the case may be. But sometimes you got to put your head down and do the work and just hit the goal because you know why? Uh, a very, a very accomplished pianist said to me, <laughs> pianist, not too long ago that, actually the other, the other day actually, he said to me, you don't, you don't want name that, drop, you don't want name drop. I mean, should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Scott's crazy. Mean, um, yeah, good friend of mine, Eric Wortham. Mm, mm, good friend. Um, crew. Yeah, no, he's he's squat. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's definitely a part of the crew. He's crew. Shout out to crew. He's crew. Um, I'm the crew. He 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 said to me. He said you'll be surprised with how many people's lives you can change just by you winning. Mm. And that touched me because I was like, man, Dom. I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was that was Jesse. I mean, Messi. Um. Yo. So. So what I wanted to say was, hold on, let me let me gather my thoughts. Um, I'm just trying to win for my team. You know what I mean? I'm trying to win for my people. I'm just trying to put on and do what's best. And I feel like the AOX Derby was just, you know, a stamp. It was a huge stamp. You know, we had Ether March out there. We had AOX March out there. Mm. We still have Time Is Money merch. Mm. Hot we was, off the presses. We was we was out there. We was playing the music. You know, our music, we had our DJs out there. Shout out to Active. Shout out to Heat. Shout out to Hollywood. It was a family affair. It was like a, it was like a reunion, you know? And uh, we just putting on for the family, man. We putting on for the pod. This pod, we going we gonna to keep it together. We, go, we actually going to do therapy, you know? <laughs> you know, we actually going to go on family trips, vacations. We just, we just trying to bring this together for everybody. Hell yeah. And I know for me personally, uh anything I do is, is for is is for the the team. It's for the people. For the people. Three. Mm. Facts. Wow. So, you know. Don't ask them how. That's all I wanted to say about the Derby. You know. I'll footage is out. I'll go look go look at the pictures. I said look it up. Look mm-hmm. it up. Google it. AOX Derby. This is gonna be a yearly thing. I hope y'all know. Uh, oh yeah, it should be. So. This is gonna this is gonna be yeah, every year. Will. I hope so. Oh, yeah. And it's gonna be bigger every year. Bigger, better, and blacker. Bigger, better, and blacker. <laughs> Shout out to Eric though. We gotta have him on the pod. Please, yes. let's do it. We gotta, we gotta have him on the pod. With all that. But uh, I mean, do y'all want to get into the trap? Would you like to introduce this topic? Let's Why? do it. Finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Usa. 
So we we had uh, uh, came across this topic that uh, we wanted to make sure that everybody was present for because I know that we've started this season on the funnies, as we always will. Oh, no. On the funnies? That is disgusting. <laughs> we started this episode. <laughs> Whose mom is this? On the funnies. funnies? <laughs> and you know... <laughs> Streets saying Eat lost their edge. Streets have Streets did say Eat lost their edge. I don't know. I don't know. Edge lost by Eat. <laughs> the topic for today's episode will be Focus for the nub in you. childhood trauma and broken households. Now, we want to touch upon how these can affect your relationships as you get older, whether it's friend, whether it's, whether it's romantic, or if there's anything that's stuck with you that still has an effect on your mindset to this day whether it's you know some of the decisions you make some of the people that you interact with some of the people that you you might keep around you that you probably shouldn't but some of the people you let go right so i want to be able to kind of just open the floor to everybody and and just kind of get everybody's read on the room essentially of what we want to start off first when it comes to this topic because i'm Sure, there's gonna be multiple layers that we'll get into. That um, don't worry, guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna timestamp this one. <laughs> Thank you. This one's gonna run I, off. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, do that. <laughs> I'm trying to go home. I got some shit to get off my chest with this one. But no, I just, I just want everybody here to be able to kind of, you know, just vent, uh, and just be open with with everyone. And I was talking to Hood about this the other day, and like. Uh, even though, like, Jordan, I've known you since high school, same with Hood. Matt, I've known you through Jordan from, from the ramen noodles and grits days. Hey, but, like, the one thing that I really appreciate about this podcast is that, you know, everybody that's listening, everything that is said on this podcast, we don't all, all the time, know some of the stuff that we reveal on this podcast. Thanks. And... I'm real appreciative of that because I feel like, you know, I get to learn a lot about everybody in here. And I think that even though you say you're close friends with people, there's still always things you're going to learn about them. Yep. And I think that having this podcast gives me that ability to because like there's things that you learn that like you're just not going to have in your everyday conversations. Like I'm not going to be like, yo, Jordan. It's uh, it's sunny out. Tell me about your childhood trauma in your right. life. Like, yeah, it's just like that's just not gonna happen. But yeah, take um, them out to dinner first, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's get to it. So, uh, yeah, no, I just kind of wanted to introduce and start off with that. And for anyone that wants to kind of jump off this conversation, feel free to to start it off. Where where do you start with this? One? That's, that's, that's what that's I was what saying. I'm, like when I was seven, this is like, <laughs> right. No, but so I guess I guess maybe I'll just start off with a general question. Like, what do you what do y'all consider? Childhood trauma. Like, what would what would anything that happened traumatically? Childhood, <laughs> childhood, childhood. childhood trauma. I'll, is say, a I'll say I'll I'll kick it off because I think mine is kind of like well known. So, um, I'll speak with my first childhood trauma. My first childhood trauma would have to be when my parents divorced mm-hmm. and separated. I I'm, I'm gonna paint the picture. Shit, fuck me up. <laughs> uh, I went to a very nice school, nice people. Like it was, it was, it was literally a bubble. It was just literally like a paradise of just like 
do the right thing and mm-hmm. we all read Harry Potter and we all sing songs. Hugs not slugs. Hugs not slugs. <laughs> that was like <laughs> that slogan. And it was just like this is a school that, you know, I was I had a lot of friends at. It's where I met Matt, um, and other people. It was just it was a very nice it was just a very nice squad. Eric from the male perspective, like mm-hmm. all of my friends that I'm, well, most of my friends that I'm still friends with now, um, I made at the school. And so when I was about nine or 10 and I first learned that we, you know, my mom was moving and, or she wanted, she wanted us to move and they were getting a divorce. It didn't really hit me until my first day of my new school. That I, that things are going to be different, mm-hmm. and mainly because I my head has always been in the clouds. It was like, oh yeah, okay, fine. But then when I started the new school, it was like, oh shit, this is different. And then I'm getting in more fights. This school is way different than my last school. The teachers really don't give a fuck. The kids are way more angry. It just was a total like my world just got turned upside down. Right. So, um, and then on top of that, I don't have that family dynamic anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not waking up to my dad every day or just my how parents. How old were you again when that happened? When, when we moved, I was like nine turning 10. Mm-hmm. So the divorce was like finalized when I was like 10. So by that time, we're already in the new apartment. We're already going to the new school. It's just the, everything is different. You know what I mean? I, I later became a latchkey kid. <laughs> like Like <laughs> now I'm having to walk home and let myself in and yeah. learn how to, you know, make a meal so that way I can wait until my mom, like make a snack for myself till my mom gets home from work, like shit like that. And it was just like completely different from what I'm used to. You know, it was, it was, it was, everything had changed. And that, in my opinion, was like the first of just many things that just, I mean, even how, even my parents and what they were going through emotionally, like separately, they were different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, my dad said, my mom said, they're angry. They're not, you know, it just, it was just like, at my entire world was different, you know? Um, and I started slipping in school. You know, now we, now we got to go to summer school. Now we're fighting there. And it, it was just like, I've never been a kid, you know, growing up, I was always like, like man was saying, hugs, not slugs. But, you know, after a couple times getting punched in the face, you're like, okay, maybe I got to throw one back. Right. So, um, that was probably my, like my first more prominent, like childhood trauma that happened to me where it was like, yeah, this is going to affect me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I couldn't see my friends anymore. Like I was literally, if I had a fight with my dad or something like that, like I talk about this all the time, if I had a fight with my dad, I'd Run away and go to Matt's house. My cause house. Because I, I, I knew how to get to his house. Because right. we would walk to school together. Like, all of us would walk the same path to go to school. It would be yep, me, yep. him, my dad, and maybe two other kids or whatever. So it was like my life was completely different. And it just was like, I don't get to live in that same bubble anymore. And all of them, you know, Cam and Matt and Eric and all them, they got to stay at school. And I had to be over here in this, like, jail-esque type wasn't the same without prison. You, wasn't the same with <laughs> fucking school where 
kids are making fun. That was the first time I ever got teased. Like this, this is the first school. And mind you, my first year of the school is the same year of nine eleven. So this year was not great. Like this, this year was not. This year was actually ass. Like it's like everything coming. Yeah, it was. It was. It was ass. But you know, it, it was. It was the first year where like girls were making like fun of the way that I looked and. And and then the whole adolescent thing where you're growing up and you're trying to figure out, you know, what you look like, your hair is you you start smelling in a different place. It was just really hey, like <laughs> it was just I'm serious, man. Yo, it's just the day the, the day that you needed deodorant for the first time. Oh yeah, yo, crazy. And don't be sitting next and don't be sitting next to a girl that you like have the hugest crush on. Oh, you smell like ass. You be like, damn, it's like I, you had onion hoagies. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I didn't know. Like I didn't, I didn't know this is new for me. <laughs> this is new. I ain't smell like this when I came when I got here. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was rough, man. Because it was like, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm an only child. So mm-hmm. it was like, after that, well, fuck me. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, technically, <laughs> nah, I got you. I, my sisters are probably listening. I was like, fuck me. Like, but like, it was, I was really alone, like a lot. Yeah, for sucked. It just, it just was, it was, it was sucky, but, um, that's one aspect of it, but just watching my parents go through the divorce and the separation was also another thing that was like traumatic that I really don't talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because both of them, and that's why it was so beautiful to have both of them at the Derby. Because we've been through a lot in the last 20 years, you know, me and them. And for them to put their pride aside and their ego aside to come together for me for this event was was huge because 20 years ago, they couldn't be in the same room together. It was just, it was bad, mm-hmm. you know, but I've watched both of them. I won't say spiral out of control, but I've watched both of them kind of be down on their luck and to be a 10-year-old kid and watch your parents kind of like emotionally break down like that is 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 traumatic. Mhm. So those are like my two. It's, I always got more than one. It's two <laughs> at the same. It was two at the same time. It was school, I can't have my friends and my parents are sad. So yeah. and then cuz we were like sociopaths as kids, every year for whatever reason, we would always like joke like um, last day of school, and literally every year, yo, I'm moving, bro. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. won't see you next year. <laughs> oh, we man. would do that every year, first grade, second grade, third grade. Every year, like, yeah, bro, got a new house in, in Albuquerque. <laughs> like, gotta go. My parents are moving to Florida. <laughs> yeah, we would, yo, every year, and then niggas was like, we would like hug, like, all right, and then we would come back. <laughs> we would be together the whole summer, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back like, ah, I got you. So like, when he did that, I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm like, <laughs> gonna. No. Miss Shit. Again. I'm serious. Gonna no, miss nigga. you, pal. No, nigga. I'm serious. How many times you gonna move? <laughs> so, nigga, I'm serious. Do you mean it this time? No, no, you yo, because that's what we would do. Like, oh, he's a joke. No, for real, y'all. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, like, he's going through the shit. And I'm like, all right, y'all. Our joke's over. We don't really run it this long. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, he's not around for kickball. <laughs> no, nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm serious. Yo, man. For real. I said, I will not be here. You know what the fucked up thing is? Like, Niggas was like not far <laughs> at all. Like I moved to Chestnut Hill, which is not far. Like if you know Mount Area and you know like the area, 
Chestnut Hill's not that far. Like, but to me, as a ten year old kid, it seemed like with tiny legs. Yeah, remember I walked walked that bitch all the time. I walked that bitch. That shit was that shit was tiring. But those Mm. are my. That's my. I'll start there because there's more. But I'll start there. Yeah. Um. I'll start there. I guess I'll I'll stay with the parent thing. Let's go. Um. I didn't have to go through a divorce or anything, but um. My mom was kicked out of her house, of her mother's house, when she got pregnant with me. I didn't know that for a while, so like, I kind of blame my, my father for him being absent in my life for the longest. And then probably about like seven years ago, I found out that she was kicked out. I don't have a relationship with my grandmother. I don't really, I know what she looks like. I haven't really spoken to her, never seen her. Your um, mom's mom. My mom's mom. Yeah, correct. Um, but, like, just growing up without a dad, fortunately, I had an uncle who is basically a father to me. Um, but it's really, like, tough to build relationships growing up without a father figure uh, as a male. Because like relationships with other males or like, other males, okay. other even women or girls at that point, I guess. Um, Free bull aiming for the women that he has. He said, "Hey, woman, I want you." <laughs> um, he said, "Who babysitting me? This is mine." <laughs> nah, but it was it was like it was it was fucked up because he would tell me he loved me. Never saw his face. Mm. Your your dad, your yeah. dad. Oh. Yeah, I, w- I would hear, you know, I love you, son. Like, I'll always be here for you, but you were literally never there. Mm. So, from that point, it's been, like, really hard for me to, I, I guess, accept love from people. Because if my own father won't love me, then right. who the fuck can I really trust? Mm. To love me. So, He's when I tell people I love them, right. I really mean it. Right. So you better take that shit to heart. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> so you hear that? Ma'am. <laughs> but if you say it to me. Man, look at it. Kidding. <laughs> I'll trust for the time being, but as soon as something gets a little a little goofy, I'm like, uh. mm. Right. Mm. You know what's funny? I I'm sorry, did I No, no, you're good, you're good. I deal with that as well. And I push people away very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um because of I, I I had the same issue with my dad too. I mean my dad was more in my life. He was just he my dad was there, he was just fucked up. Right. So um and me and him have talked about this, so I, I know he'll he he's gonna hear this and be like, Hey son, why'd you say that? Like it, it was true. Um <laughs> Did I? Why, why you make it that cookie monster? I don't know. But but no, it, it I, I definitely I I I deal with the same thing, you know. It was it was it, it was hard, especially when your dad is like, Oh, I'm coming to get you and mm-hmm. then you don't see him for a month. Mm-hmm. Two months, some shit like that, and you know, uh, I've like I said, me and him have talked, and and it, it's whatever. But at the time, it was hard to understand or 
to to even fathom like dude like you know you can't say this and then your actions are not matching mm-hmm. up and this mm-hmm. and the third and I personally didn't know what he was going through and I didn't care because I just cared about I'm not spending time with my dad you know right. what I mean and um but yeah I did the same thing I I, I push people away I, I still kind of do that to this day actually um it's it's something I'm trying to work on like when I give my love it's I overgive like I. I do too. Mm. I do too fucking much. <laughs> I do too. Like sometimes Matt will be like, "Nigga, chill, stop." Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Matt will be like, "Sit down, stop." Oh, yo, doing... We met them last week. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, but I love them. So I know, boy. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, me. Be giving them a ride home. <laughs> How they get here? But then when people, you know, say things to me, it's kind of like, you don't mean that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or you may mean it until. Some other shit happens, or till shit gets heavy, and that's through my experiences. Heavy like a horse. Yes, heavy like, <laughs> at a derby. Man, <laughs> why you give me stuff? I ain't, even, I ain't even in this. <laughs> Would you guys say there was like, if you remember a time in your life where you were able to kind of internalize everything that you just said and kind of be like, all right, so. This is kind of, this is like the reason why I feel like I'm pushing someone away yes. or like like what what was that moment like for you guys where like I don't know if it was maybe that you were dealing with someone and they're like you know like what's going on or like like what what was that what was that time for you like where you're like oh shit this is this is why I'm like the way Boy, um, I can scratch off that question <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it's 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 twofold I mean, it's, doing, man. I mean. it's it's twofold I realized that I was doing it mm-hmm. when. And I've said this many times on this pod. When when my friend Lavelle committed suicide, mm-hmm. it was literally people who were trying to like come in and be nice and invite me to friend groups and stuff. And I literally pushed them away because I'm just like, I don't want to experience hurt. I don't want to experience loss. I just I'm done. And then I started realizing, oh, you've always done that. But it wasn't until I became a father that I started realizing everything that mm-hmm. I've all my traumatic experiences that I was like, oh shit, I do this because of that. I do this because of that. Like it just, it's child, having a child changes a lot <laughs> when you want the child. I'll say that. Cause I I don't know what, I don't know what I'm, I've been blessed to actually want my children. But having a child definitely opens your eyes to like so much about yourself your childhood, your upbringing, your parents' upbringing, their parents' upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. I don't know my mother's mother, um, her biological mother, because she ain't shit. I also don't know um, her, the woman who raised her because she passed, I think, a year before I was born. So I, I share that with you also, Hood. Um, We're potting. Shut the fuck up. But yeah, for a long time, I wasn't really close with my my... Grandmother that y'all saw at the Derby, because mm-hmm. there were so many issues between her and my mom uh, growing up, and it was it was rough. It was it was a lot of like hurtful things that were said before I was born about me when I was young, so on and so forth. I mean, like I said, all these people I've kind of buried the hatchet with now, but it's a lot of traumatic things that were said when I was younger. That shut that baby the fuck up. That kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have said that. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was, you know, that was also traumatic. And, and 
We talked about that too, man. It was it was a lot. It was a lot. But I never knew that about you. That's um That's crazy. Yeah. Hood I, is a mystery to me. I'm trying to get I, I'm trying to get him to you know, uh, I'm trying to open the lane for him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it puts me in a vulnerable position, which is which is crazy cuz I'm a counselor, so. Yeah. I encourage it from other people, <laughs> but when it comes to me. Sounds like the love that he gives but doesn't want to receive. Mm. What's that they <laughs> Which say? is crazy you say that because I was going to say my defining moment when I started realizing like, okay, this is why I do this was the first time I actually like fell in love. Oh, but the person did not love me that the same way. Can can we talk about this? Can we can we stay here? Can we stay here? We can yeah. stay here. Yeah, who who was who is this when who was it? Oh. I mean, y'all don't have to say who. You said but I'm saying, what, what was the timeline? What was the, like, tell us tell us that story, please. <laughs> you said, what movie well, did you guys off, go to? Right. Did you get butter on the popcorn? <laughs> first off, I, I, I was dumb as hell because it was in college. Thinking okay. I was going to find love in college. Listen, I was in love with a girl who was in college getting dicked by everybody. I didn't, hey, I was oh. sweet. She, I'm sorry you went through that. Uh, yo, it was traumatic. It was another traumatic experience. Yeah, shit. Wow, give a dome in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Dom. I mean, damn. <laughs> Stop being Jesse. Messy. Messy. Um, I love my crew. Yeah, so like, I mean, obviously, there was... <laughs> Showing a lot of range. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Come on. Um... It was just one of the one of those things where like I was reading into things a little too much. Felt like you had to chase her. <laughs> <laughs> Will you let this man talk? Jesus. Actually, at first, no. At first, it was cool. Like we were really good friends, and then I just started to fall for her. Um, she made it very clear that we were just just friends at first, and then she admitted that she had feelings for me. I jumped the gun. You didn't. Yeah. How you jumped the gun and she said she had feelings for you? Because it wasn't like, I love you feelings. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm feeling you feelings. Yeah, no, you you, like, you well, dress I'm nice. I'm waiting for this moment because I love, I love you. you. Uh, oh, so you, oh, so you're a hitch. Oh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've, I've ran. He said, cross it up. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I ran a number of people away because I've overgave love. Mm. He said, what did I do wrong? He said, dude, you're doing it now. <laughs> Which damn. then like kind of made me feel like, damn, like, okay. My mom is still a single mother. Is this like a pattern of life? Like, am I meant to be alone? Just like single? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess like that was when I started thinking like, why am I giving so much love to people who don't give it back? Mm-hmm. Which I still do, honestly. Uh, if you're my friend, like, yeah, I love you. Like, that's just what it is. Um, but I feel it being returned now from other people. And I don't really accept it when it's not returned. I'll cut you off real quick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to that. <laughs> I basically confess my love for. And then it made shit awkward. And then I just had to really sit down with myself and be like, okay, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? Did I really love her? Mm. And that just sent me 
set me on a fucking roller coaster. And how how but, long how how long ago was this? He said last week, nigga. Damn, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> 2012. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it must have been something in the water. 2012. Yeah, something That's was going I got, on. Something, I got something. fucked up by a woman in 2012. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something, something, something happened. Something happened. Water. Something happened. But oh, did you want to talk about your childhood trauma? Shit, yeah, my shit was your shit. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, damn. Nah, That's I've talked about one. that on this podcast many a times. My my trauma, I don't think came until like later in life, or I didn't I'm, peep. Yeah, I've just been getting fucked up this whole time. Yeah, you was just ping, 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 yeah. ping. Like ten until now, it's just been yeah. a long time. Or at least years. I didn't realize that. It was yeah, that's a good point. Necessarily me. traumatic until I got older, and we talked about this with uh with Helen Nasty. Shout out to Helen. I was oh, just like, Helen. nobody feels bad for the kid whose like life is good, even though they're experiencing like their own issues. Right, it's like mm. the kids who grew up in like the abusive household or like a, a split household like Jordan did or like absentee like this is like the stereotypical. Oh, I feel bad for this kid. Shit. They get like that appropriate like reaction. But, like for me, like my mom made good money. She was a teacher. I grew up in a household full of siblings. Like on paper, my shit was straight. Mm-hmm. Was like, but my mom was never home because she worked all the time. So she like she substituted her absence with like monetary shit, which is mm-hmm. why now I say to y'all all the time, I don't <laughs> give a fuck about money or like materialistic shit. I say this to y'all all the time, like don't pay me back. Like it's cool. I don't care about that because mm-hmm. I got so much. As a kid, as like placeholders, it's like, oh, I won't be here. Here's the TV. Like distractions. Like it was all distractions. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I would say to Jordan, me and Jordan have had this conversation before. I was just like, the one thing I wanted the most as a kid was like for my mom to go on a field trip with me to school. That was like the goal. Mm-hmm. Like when your parent was like the chaperone, that was like that shit. Like he was like, <laughs> yeah. and mom and Camille, my mom, my other mom, she was she chaperoned all the time. And I would, yeah. we would always be in the group. Yeah. She would always give me and Jordan like extra shit, and it was, it was dope, yo. Like it was always fire, and I would like, would, like want my mom to come, but you know, cause she taught her her work schedule lined up with my school schedule, so it can never be a thing. But a lot of my baggage that I got now definitely stems from like the fractured relationship that I got with my mom, and it's crazy. It's crazy, like when you're saying like when you started to realize like that shit. I peeped that shit on that podcast, like with Helen. Like when we were talking about everything, wow. I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> like it's crazy because I attribute a lot of like, I wouldn't say I have a wall up, but I don't openly give information about myself. Like, <laughs> if you ask, I'll tell you. But I'm that not is fucking facts. I'm not forthcoming with shit. Like, I feel that. I feel that. If you if you ask me, one thousand. Yeah, if you ask me, I won't shut up. Like I'm like, yeah. But outside of that, I just I'm very content within myself mm-hmm. right. or whatever. And I chalked a lot of that up to I put a lot of that beef on like past relationships. And I've said this before many a times on and off this podcast. Like my toxic trait. Is that I can't unring bells. Mm. Like once something happens to me, it happened to me. I never forget it, and I'm gonna do whatever it is that I need to do to make sure that that don't ever happen to me ever again. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I draw very bold, uncrossable lines, mm-hmm. and I will never erase them shits. 
And I know that's not healthy. That's why it's my toxic trait. Because I'm never going to fix that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so just saying that now. Like, look, but, but I'm honest about this shit. Uh, so like, are, I'm sorry. No, no. What would you want to say? Because I feel no, like you're going to take I'll, this in the place yeah. where we go. <laughs> now, are, now, did you guys want to touch on like specific things that maybe our parents did to us or just traumatic, childhood traumatic experiences? Go there. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be specific to our parents. Since childhood trauma. Yeah, because yeah. the questions I have is kind of just based off trauma. Well, go ahead. Rattle right, right off some questions. Uh, so, I kind of want if, if Trav, did you want to get some shit with your perfect childhood? <laughs> yeah, his, his, his <laughs> wonderful, wonderful parents. He said, loving he said, he said one time they got me the PS2 a month late. I'm soaking this all in. No, but uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the questions that I had were pretty much designed to after we kind of got into the shit. And I feel like we're here now. Oh, yeah, we're here. Let's go. So. Let's get it. Where do I want to start? I kind of want to go. All right, we'll start here. So, more so than just like the specific issues, like issues with your parents, issues with friends, like things of that. I kind of wanted to like open up traumatic experiences to also people who don't always necessarily have control over that. Mm. Like where you're from. Like if you grow up in a fucked up part of the city, that can be very traumatic. And unfortunately for some people, like that's all they know. Right. So I kind of wanted to get more into like how the trauma shapes you as an adult. Right. And like the way that you move and you carry yourself, like when you're here as a fully developed human being, because all the baggage that you carry, and like the very fine line, or if there is a line between acceptance socially for like the mistakes that you make and like just full judgment mm. so we could start there i'm kind of lost so all right so i'll give an example <laughs> <laughs> i i hate taking it to like the abuse thing but it always is like the easiest example so a kid who grew up in an abusive household right that's all they know okay gets into a relationship is abusive. Oh, I goofed. Where, <laughs> where is the line where we like show remorse and we want to help that person versus, oh, that person's just a fiend. Like you're just mm. the scum of the earth versus this is what life gave them. Yeah, this is how I think, you I th- grew up. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want, go ahead. Um, I think it really depends on the person, the perpetrator of the abuse. And whether or not they want to receive help or and or change, like That's literally what I was going, yeah, yeah. If you're actively trying to change for the better, then yeah, okay, it can be forgiven. But if you're just still abusing, then you ain't shit, bro. Yeah, that's kind of what but I, I don't know how many times, or like yeah, how often. Like I don't have the number. No, I mean if somebody, I mean it, it just, it just, if you adamantly go out of your way to not receive help, right. then it's kind of like. All right, well then, fuck you too. Then, like, like, I'm trying to help you out and change your ways, or like, you know, you just, you just, you just, like I said, adamantly deny that there's a problem. Then it's kind of like, now I'm hurting myself trying to help mm-hmm. you see that, right? What you're going through is kind of fucked up, and that's a part of my problem, because I have the superhero complex. Boy, do you? I try to, you know, if somebody who Let's let's go there. If and there were people that I've dated who were abused, physically abused, um, as children into their 
adult years or young adult years. And I, you know, broke tooth and nail to try and fix that at a young age. Like mm-hmm. a teenage, as a teenager, I tried to, I'll be your, you know, I'll be your superhero and I'll save you from your abusive dad. He was Enrique Iglesias? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. I can be your baby. And ultimately, in the end, I ended up... up in that video. Yeah, no, he was fucked up. <laughs> Ass whoop. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> I oh, got my ass handed to me. Your head away. <laughs> did, so, you fi- did you find that, like, the more you tried to help, the more maybe you started getting abused? Oh, yeah. By that person? I was in an abusive relationship. One thou-wow. But nobody calls it abuse. Well, nobody called it abuse for me. They just, people they never laughed. Do. They, pe- people mm. laughed. People thought it was a joke. But I was, it was very abusive. And in return, even now, there are certain things that happen that now I start to see I'm emulating Stop paying attention certain, to going on certain tones, like certain, like certain things that maybe were said to me, like, I'll see certain traits of things that happen to me and I may be doing to others and I'm like, whoa, hold up. I need to check that because I don't want to abuse others or, 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 or you know, you, like they say, hurt people, hurt people. It's like, I don't want to do that. That's big that you can peep that though because I don't think most people can. That's, yeah, that's, yeah that's, 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 that's a gift and a curse. But yeah, that's <laughs> balance. <laughs> I can see that I'm fucked up. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's wild. And you really have to like, be careful with how much you try to help people because you could, you get, you getting that, you getting that, 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 that pig pen with that pig, get that mud all over you. You and that pig dirty. Uh, I'm sorry you going to say pig. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best way to, to say it, but no, I, I hear you. I hear but you. yeah. Yeah, Brett, I mean, give us give us some more. Give us but some yeah, more but the reason that I brought that up in hood, I'm always glad that you're here. You know, on like the counselor side of things, I kind of wanted to set the stage with that question to kind of lead into like something that I've noticed. It's like the hypocrisy of like this mental health wave that we're on, but again, villainizing people who fuck up, who. It may be mental shit going on. Like Jordan was saying, like kids who are abused, kids who like, unfortunately, like sexually abused as a kid usually follow that trend to some extent. Maybe they not out here like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just like, where where's that line as well? Like, do do we do we still allow people to fuck up? Like, do we still give them that rope? Nowadays, no. Not with cancel culture. My simp ass. <laughs> but I, I think I need a little bit more clarification. So like, of so like people talking. will preach mental health and like opening up, especially against like amongst black men and like, you know, sharing your story, sharing your pain. But again, if, if this is a person's story who was like abused as a kid and they're now mimicking those traits. I hate to bring it back to Breezy, but I will because he's no he's go breezy. go R Kelly. <laughs> we can go, yeah, we can go <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> um, I hate that. no, but I hate that people have that reaction to R Kelly. Like 
Like, I mean, he's this is separate. Like, he's this, separate from all people that were abused. Like, because of what he did. It's, like, let's, it's, let's stay. Let's, we, but, we got but, our ass but, back. Let's but this, stay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if he was touched and abused as a kid, and now he emulates that, mm-hmm. does that... Is does his actions take away his childhood trauma? That that's that that's a beautiful example. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, that's why I was going to use the Chris Brown detail. Like he grew up watching his dad beat up his mom, and he had his one, stepdad, stepdad, stepdad beat stepdad. up his mom. <laughs> had one little isolated incident. Yeah, I mean, and he's labeled as an abuser for the rest of his life. But I'm saying, like, Damn he's breezy. been open about that. Mm-hmm. That that's what he saw, and again, he was also open. He said, like, him and Ronnie fought a bunch of times. Right. Like they had like a very tumultuous relationship. They used to like put hand, put hands, paws, feet on each other. That just was like a very public one. But to kind of use the R. Kelly example or other celebrities who have come out, especially like childhood stars right. who've come out and done wild shit. Like they've come out and said, like, "Yo, I was abused by family members, record execs, fucking TV heads, the nasty nigga from Nickelodeon who was fucking everybody's kid." <laughs> like, and then, Dan or Dan, Dan Snyder? Yeah, yeah, Dan Snyder. I think is yeah. That, is that yeah, that's yeah. One, 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 one of them niggas. <laughs> the fat nigga from Goodberg. Yeah, the, the fat guy from Goodberg, yeah. But kind of like what Jordan was saying, we kind of erase the story and just look at the ending. It's like, oh, you a nasty nigga. Right. It's like, well, why are you a nasty nigga? And once you learn the why, are you still receptive on like reform? Like we we preach reform, but really it's judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's mad judgmental, which kind of goes to where's where's the balance? Yeah. Of... Because if if I'm somebody who like fucked up in society by society standards, like I made a mistake, whatever that mistake may be, and I know that there's really no redemption for me at the end of the road, where's the where's the incentive for me to want to try to get right? Mm. Kind of going back to what mm. you were saying about like what if they don't want help? Mm. If they know, like, yo, if I even go to therapy and my therapist, like, deems me as a success story, but everybody's public opinion is I'm still a piece of shit, why bother? Why, why change? Why, yeah, yeah. Why bother to change? Yeah. It's like the the analogy, like, if you're in a relationship and you're faithful and your girl's always accusing you of cheating, it's like, why as well fucking cheat, man? Should have cheated. <laughs> like, I'm getting all the baggage and disrespect and treatment that I didn't cheat and none of the benefits like, right. of doing it. Black right. men don't cheat, by the way. Right. I love, being, I love being black. <laughs> Man, I'm really hungry. I can use a steak and a glass of mild back. <laughs> yeah, so no, but like, I, I really, I really like that because I, I've always said like, like this one song I wrote. Um, they don't really want to fix it. They too focused on canceling. It's like that cancel culture shit is like, okay, I get it. Some people, you 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 should be you should be put on punishment for some of the things that you do. Like, all right, you knew better. But it's like it's like it should be like timeout. It's like, all right, sit your ass down for a little bit, think about what you did, and then when you deem yourself wherever you can come back. Like that's 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 how I think cancel culture should like move forward but motherfuckers be wanting to be like oh no you can't make money you can't eat you can't nothing for the rest of your life and it's like well what if this person actually like is on the road to redemption and wants to change and wants to like change their ways and and is sorry for what they did like what then yeah do we just write them off do we not 
factor in the things that happen to them. And let's be clear, I'm not really trying to be like an advocate for R. Kelly. Oh, you know. I'm just using him as an example. He's a good example. And I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, but no. I think there's like, for, for me, I think there's like there's a lot of layers to all this. I That's think, why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the first thing that I want to say is that everyone, I think there's there's too much of an emphasis on providing an instant response. So I think with that emphasis that has been so, when it comes to like we see, I mean we saw with uh, uh when DMX passed, they right. had prematurely said he was dead when like he no he wasn't dead yet, but it was right. just like they were just rushing to be the first person to like put that out publicly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think when it comes to that like instant response and that instant like yo I gotta get something out now, I think then that takes away from the fact of like asking the why. Mm-hmm. Of what happened, mm-hmm. then also too, there's the gravity of what the act is, mm-hmm. because there's certain people that no matter what someone does, once they do that one act, they're just done to them. Right. And like I'm sure we all have certain certain acts that we that are like personal to us or like that we are standing by like. You know what? Even if you do, that's, that's the line do, for me. Yeah. yeah, right. So I think there's also that aspect because everybody has certain things that they're just gonna be like, "Yo, I'm not coming back from that. I don't Hello. care what you do after that. I'm still gonna remember that." Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then also too, there's also the aspect of if it's a repeated action, and if it continues, if they continue to do that, then you're kind of sitting there like, "Okay, I." Understand that this is what you might have gone through uh, growing up or what you've dealt with in the past, but what are you doing to try to rectify that? Like, right, because right, obviously right. it's an act that you shouldn't be repeating, but, but then also, too, you know, there's also that of who are you also surrounding yourself by as well? Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to on the uh topic of of r kelly um the one thing about that surviving r kelly document that i i personally couldn't finish it because i was also getting frustrated with everybody that was around him that knew exactly what was going on right. yeah the nigga was right. doing that shit right. but <laughs> didn't didn't do anything do about it didn't do shit about it so you know there's that yeah. element because it's kind of like if you don't have the people around you that are willing to like yo the fuck are you doing? Get or it like together? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. thirty years, <laughs> right? Thirty years. And like, I guess to I say all that, where I, I feel like there should be a level of balance in the sense of figuring out the why mm-hmm. before you have your immediate response. Mm-hmm. But then to kind of even like pull another layer, there's also the why to the people who are like, I'm not coming back from that. Right. Because then you can like, cause there's some people that might like have known someone personally that did what this person is accused from, where they're just like, for them, they're just like, yo, I saw like my sister, I saw my mom or I saw my brother go through this. What happened to them too. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. or it happened to yeah. me. And yeah. yeah, even though, you know, you're a product of the environment you grew up on, you fucked up my life to where I, now I'm trying to put the pieces back together myself mm-hmm. and 
now there's another me out there that you had directly like caused this for. So it's, I think it all starts with, you know, having that balance in the beginning as far as like trying to figure out the why, but then also too, I think there's also a level of like some people just, you know, I, all right, I understand why you don't, you're not going to come yeah. back from that. And yeah. I think it, it's, it's obviously not, uh, a yes or no or like black and white thing that you can really yeah, case by case. Yeah. But I think just from the root of it. Yeah. I think that it's just the, the need to like, yo, what do you think? Yo, damn, this shit happened five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the headline. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I could give you my instant reaction, but I All think right. maybe too. I think for me also, when it comes to stuff like that, I'll always say like, yo, this is like, this is how I initially felt when I saw it, but obviously I'm going to yeah. look more into it yeah. to see, you know, but yeah, yeah, I think it's just like that. Trying to find that balance between like, yo, you don't have to speak on <laughs> or have a reaction immediately, but you know, like you said, there are some people who like, you know, will fuck up and, and also too, I also think, you know, depending on the gravity of what the act is, cause yeah. like, you know, there's certain things where I'm just like, <laughs> like you like okay that's good that you turned your life around but like and like i'm i'm just gonna kind of like distance myself but not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. you know cut you off or publicly condemn you because yeah. i can see you're making changes the changes right like yeah. obviously you're at a new point in your life where mm-hmm. you're that you're, you're you're living for the better and you're doing and like you've obviously shown that you've changed for that but sometimes there are certain like there's certain things where you're just like ah that's still on my head though and like and that could be something like <laughs> you like internally need to work on like, yo, like maybe this is something that I should try to figure out how I can better, you know, internalize it. But at the same time, like everybody has different things that make them tick and that yeah. makes them be like, yo, nope, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Just, yeah, exactly. And sometimes, honestly, there are some times in life where like just removing yourself from something is for the better. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes it's just like, yo. Y'all can feel the way you want to feel. This is how I personally feel, yeah. and I'm just gonna stick to that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it like affect the people around me. Mm-hmm. But I want y'all to know this is how I'm getting down, and right. like I'm gonna feel this way. But just know that y'all can think what you want, but this is where I stand. So love it, love it. It's funny that you talk about like the wise, because I find that the people who like don't have a reason or like maybe the public doesn't know the reason kind of get off and i feel like the people who don't really have the background of the reason to do some fucked up shit should be the people that we give like the most smoke to (laughs) and it's like we don't because like i don't know justin bieber's life but when he was fucking up i don't know that he went through shit pre justin bieber that like (laughs) led him to make really dumb decisions back during that era but they let the nigga get his shit off (laughs) like yeah. And it was straight. But then when I look at, like, a celebrity, like, to keep it white on white, like Shia LaBeouf, who had, like, a fucked up childhood and did dumb shit. And I'm not condoning what he's recently been accused of, because he's pretty much done, done, done. We we could talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, the people who have, like, that open-ended backstory who end up doing bad shit are usually the people that receive, like, the most critique. Because, like... Y'all remember the baby punched the whole girl on camera? Yeah. And nothing happened? Yeah. It twice. is. <laughs> twice. Twice. And nothing happened. Y'all remember 
I mean, if it's dry snitching, it's dry snitching. Y'all remember Fab knocked Emily's whole two front teeth out? Yeah. And nothing happened? Yeah. <laughs> hey. isn't, it, isn't it crazy to think about when there's just like <laughs> selective outrage? Like, Bro. Yeah. It kind of makes you think. Yeah. What's the bigger, like, what's the agenda? Right. Because like, like every like everything you just named there, like, nah, there should have been, like, if, like, if people are going to give, like, that, like, the same, like, we got to give the same amount of energy to everything. The same yeah. Energy. Bro, but it for, never, it's never kept. No, it's never, oh. it's never kept. It's always what I find to be funny is like sometimes what ends up happening is <sighs> y'all gonna hate me for this. It's kind of like, and y'all, y'all, y'all gonna hate me because I constantly bring up this person all the time. You know who it is, James Fauntleroy. No, Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's like. A person who was so adamantly for uh, children and the rights for kids and not, you know, just being like, he gravitated to child stars of all ages. Um, not like Elizabeth Taylor, who was a child star. Um, who was the girl? The, the Brooke, Brooke Shields. Yeah, Brooke Shields. Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. himself. The Culkin. Mm-hmm. All four of these people, that is that is nasty. All four of these people were childhood. All four of these people were childhood stars who might have had some fucked up shit with their parents and so on and so forth. But it was just like child stars had some fucked up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they do, and I think that's why Michael gravitated towards these people because he was like he saw himself. He saw himself in in these people and just children. Period. Who you know, a lot of kids, especially back in the days. You were seen, not heard. You know, our generation was different because we had Nickelodeon where kids rule and shit like that. Like, where kids can our, be a kid. Our shit was different. Right. But somebody who's like Michael who grew up in the late 50s, early 60s, where it was just like, no, you were seen, not heard. You kind of saw that not only was he trying to relive his childhood, but he was an advocate for just children, like just happiness, just provide. He was trying to be Walt Disney. And then to then be turned and called a child molester is kind of like you're literally trying to turn the one thing that I love against me. Yeah. Which you could say that for a lot of things. I like Chris Brown and women and there's a hit, how he's an R&B star and shit. Like it's so many different things that you can kind of put in that box. And I always find it to be interesting that like sometimes the things that you love and the things that you fight for could be your downfall. Mm-hmm. Like it could be the thing that like and this is a part of his childhood trauma. Like, he was abused as a kid, was working in strip clubs at like five years old. But people don't talk about that. They didn't talk about that in the courtrooms. They didn't talk about how, you know, he was, you know, not in a regular school. He was traveling cross country in a van with four of his other brothers and his abusive dad that was cheating on his mom left and right. And he had to watch that as a child growing up. They don't talk about that. They talk about him sharing his bed with other kids or kids who, by the way, had cancer, who were dying. Like, they don't they don't talk about the things that he might have went through. They just jump right to, oh, he was this, he was blah blah blah. So I, I just I just find it to be interesting that like you could really be you could really fight for something. Like the thing that scares me the most is like I could be out here at a, you know, Black Lives Matter rally and get shot the next day by a nigga at the corner store. <laughs> Same day. Right. Same day. 
Like same rally. Same rally. He walked to the store to get snacks for the rally. <laughs> and shot me. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so fucked up. But I know you had more questions, so I, I wanted to. Oh, you didn't? You didn't okay. talk about think about it. No, it's, no, it's fine. You didn't. Put shit back on me. <laughs> but, uh. I, I, it came back to me. Okay, there you go. No, nah, but, like, this kind of all ties back to, like, what I was saying before. I swear to God, how are you still alive? I got it that time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she been watching me fight with this. <laughs> uh. No, nah, that's kind of what I was saying before, like kind of right on par with like what you saying or what Travis says, like people will preach like accountability and growth, but they don't, they don't like want to, like you'll preach accountability and growth, but then like when the reform and the change comes, you're like, ah, ah. like, mm-hmm. nope, you're still gross. Right. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. need to take accountability for your actions. Like you need to change. You need to be, do better. And then like these people or persons like start to do that and it's, they're still like, nope. Yeah. We're gonna keep you in this box. Use a nasty nigga. Stay over there. But yeah. you need to change. Yeah. Stop being a nasty nigga. Oh yeah. no, but you a nasty nigga. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay in that box. <laughs> but you need to change. Like I definitely I definitely think that my childhood trauma has definitely affected um my outlook on relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and I've said this so many times that I feel like I'm just like a broken record. At first it was, I'm not going to be like my dad. I'm going to stand up for women. I'm going to be the perfect husband. I'm going to be the perfect father. I'm just going to do everything in my power to put women up on this high pedestal and just... And then they tear you down. Oh, my gosh. These, bi- right these bitches. Hey, yo. These, these bitches. <laughs> you Darkwing Duck? <laughs> <laughs> and then they fuck you. Let's get dangerous. But no, you really... And then you go into that relation. You go into a relationship like that. And... You know, I can't really say it was one relationship. It was multiple relationships where you go, you go into it, you go into it trying to be, you know, they talk about chivalry is dead. No, nah, it was it was alive and kicking when I was first out here. I women, mean, it's, it's, still, it's it. still alive. Women I mean, killed it. But it was just like you really going out here and you're really trying to like put forth just the best effort possible to be the most perfect ideal guy. Women renamed chivalry. Women but, re- women renamed chivalry thirst. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Uh oh, huh? Okay. So, um, <laughs> so you got some thoughts. Talk to him. Let's talk to him. No, huh? listen. Rhetorician. Listen. Which, stop. Which, stop. 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 But no. Honestly, it can be. It can be. Thirst. No, it can. It can be. You can't be that. Let me get a hug, nigga. You can't. Yeah, you can't it can be, be that. It can be. It can be. But my my thing is. Can I get a hug, nigga? My thing is, <laughs> if I if I if I open the door for you and I'm greeted with like attitude or go ahead, like Yo, and that happens quite a bit. I'm an independent woman, nigga. It'd be like, dang, I was just trying to be. You, you was gentleman. in Southwest, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was a door in Southwest. I was really oh, hold the door for me. I was just oh, trying to yeah. be. I was just trying to be a gentleman. That's all. Um, but no, it, it's happened in multiple relationships where. I you know I got I got my heart stomped on because I was really trying to 
be the opposite of what I perceived my dad to be. It was like, oh no, I'm never gonna be like that. I'm never. I'm always gonna be there. I'm. I'm just. I'm never gonna treat my woman like this. Blah blah blah. And then you you start getting fucked up because some of these bitches ain't shit. Just be like, ah. Oh. No, actually, all bitches ain't shit. Women are great. But <laughs> some, not all. <laughs> it sucks, but it sucks. Deal with it. Deal with it. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that that my that that childhood trauma and what my parents went through definitely affected me and and my outlook on relationships, and even with my children, like even with how I raised my sons. You know, you 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 bite off more than you could chew, or at least I did. I bit off more than I could chew. I wasn't Pretty ready. Cool. I were I, <laughs> I wasn't I honestly was not ready to be a father. Um I was 20. 20 you know, getting ready to turn 21. It's funny that you say that. Don't forget what you were going to say. I'm just going to be really quick. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I literally just had this thought like 2 days ago. I don't remember what I was doing, what I was watching. I think it was Amira was watching the show or whatever. And she was like telling me like about like the ages. She likes to tell me about the age of actors. Oh, do you know that there's such and such in real life? And it's crazy, like, Sounds I, like someone I else think I about, matter of fact, it was when, when me and you, Trav, were talking about on last week's episode, like, how, like, the ages of so, social norms be switching. Like, how when you was, like, 15, you should have mm-hmm. been married and off with a family at, at some point in time. Right. And then it, like, changed to, oh, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have kids until, like, your late 20s, early 30s. And then it's like, oh, you 30? You won't got no kids yet? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I think, to your point. Like saying like I was twenty two when I had a kid, I was just like I had no business having no, I had no damn I kid had, I, I at twenty two. I had no fucking business, mainly because I didn't even get to go out and have like, mind you, my son is born Pisces. He's born in February. About twenty, I'm Capricorn, January. So I I didn't even really get this. I spent a month as a twenty one year old on my own, damn. hitting the bars for the first time. Yeah. Actually being able to go card me, bitch, please. I am allowed <laughs> to be here. Please. And I didn't really get to enjoy that for an entire year. I did it for a month until I was locked down. Like, okay, now I gotta go. I can't buy can't buy beer. I gotta buy a different kind of bottle. And it was like uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh it was I really I bit off more than I could chew for multiple reasons. I bit off more than I could chew because of my childhood trauma with my father and trying to not be like him and also my mother's childhood trauma. And I'll get to that. Why, why you ask? What, what is her trauma? She was adopted. She don't have family. So at 20, 21 years old, about to have my first child, I thought, what a great gift I can give my mother by giving her family, a blood relative. Um, because that was something that she dealt with for a long time and, and people used to throw it in her face a lot anytime people got mad at her that's why you ain't got no family that's why I didn't say the third so I was like alright we gonna kill that now you have your first you have me and you have your first grandchild and at the time you know looking back hindsight's always twenty twenty. it was just like that was honorable I guess it was it was a nice gesture but for who like it was really detrimental to me and my growth as a man as a human and i bit off like i said more than i could chew (laughs) and (laughs) you know it was just it was just like 
listening to other people's childhood trauma and, and, then, and then my own childhood trauma just led me down a path where it was like, I'm going to try and prove everyone wrong and this, that, and the third. And it was really like, no, just take time to really focus on yourself and heal and be a little selfish. They say your 20s are supposed to be the most selfish, you know, in, in your entire life. 30s the I, new 20. I feel like I was the most selfless in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I gave way too much. This is your year. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I gave way too much. And even now, I kind of feel guilty about being selfish in certain areas. You know what I mean? Because I, I still have this, that that need to give, that need to, like, I had to do this for other people. I had to do blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's that's something that I'm 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 working on. But I would definitely say... And mind you, let me let me clear the air before anybody tries to take this and chop this up later. I don't regret my decision. I'm very happy with my decision as far as having my children. Um, You're a great father, by the way. Thank you. Say that one more time for the people in the back. You're a great father, by the way. Thank you. I try. Let's say a lot of stuff here. You in Jersey? You a great ass daddy. You a good daddy. Okay? You a good daddy. But no, I I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't I, stop y'all gonna make me cry. I I uh, I don't I don't I don't regret my decision at all. I I just wish that I I had given myself more time to have certain things together. You know, you want to give your child the best. Back though, and I felt like uh, I just I wasn't ready to give my to give my best, and that again. Attributes to my childhood trauma. So, what because of my janky mic? <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. But <laughs> let me pot some more. Can we pot some more? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hear what you guys say, man. I'm trying to um, let you let you I mean, go. This off. Is not all, I mean, it's kind of off topic, but I kind of want to touch on a little bit about like, free ball. Parents or family members that push. Either their dreams on you. Mm. Oh. oh, talk about it. You can go here. <laughs> Damn. <And> like, <laughs> this is a big four hour pod. Look, tra- one. look Trash said we could go. <laughs> we about to, we gonna part one part two this. <laughs> Definitely. Um, we gonna combine this with the be heard. Be heard on Eve. <laughs> you remember you remember when you was a kid. Uh uh-uh, uh, but but Trav said uh <laughs> uh Trav said we could go. <laughs> Am I Travis's mother? <laughs> Do I look like Travis? Do I look like Travis? <laughs> Is Trav here? Do Trav live in this house? <laughs> That's hilarious. But go ahead. Um, my bad. So for my family, education is really, really, really important. <laughs> yeah. Um, I couldn't really bring anything less than a be home, or else. I'm getting in trouble. Right. AKA, you you know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a switch, a good one. And like, why the fuck am I? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, gotta go to college. Gotta go to college. Gotta go to college, especially as a black man. Because the most fear the most fear person in, in America is the The feds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> most dangerous black man. I mean, most dangerous person in the world. Um, Educated so, black man, yeah. Getting that, that phrase didn't didn't age too well. Getting education kind of like beaten into me for a lack of better term. You said, "Give me an A." <laughs> Stifled my, I guess I wouldn't even say desire, but my ability to actually chase my own dreams, and even to this day, like. All right, so I'm I'm kind of like working on you know writing music and stuff like that, kind of. But 
AOX. My mom's the only person that knows in my family. Audio. I haven't okay. told anyone else. Okay. Because I feel like, first of all, I'm not, I'm not done school yet, so I'm getting my education still. But it was always like, I never felt like I could say, hey, you know, I really want to pursue music. Because I would just be like, well, is that really a safe option? Mm. You really need to get educated because at least then you'll really have a job. Of a boss, and it's like, all right, well, you now, you're, now you're crushing my dreams, mm-hmm. and like you don't even know how to count them. Say it again. Period. <laughs> Say it again. Period. Now you crushing my dreams. You know how tired I am for real. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that that never mind. Um. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna <laughs> Just just buy a house feels, and keep it moving, Travis. It feels silly. Being damn near 30 and being like, I can't even have the confidence to tell my family, yo, like I'm doing stuff with music right but now. That, but do you think that that goes hand in hand with like shaming and childhood trauma? Like your trauma is, hey, I, for 30 years, I've never been able to come to y'all and say or speak my mind. Is that, am I off in that? Uh, he said thirty years. He came out the womb trying to create. Well, no, I'm, I mean, I mean, not, 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 not but I'm saying, not like, really, in in certain aspects, uh, you yeah, can't yeah. really be a hundred percent who you are. Exactly. You you How have to, to fit. Yeah. You have to fit in this mode of perfection. Got to be this way. It has to be that because your ancestors. This, that, and the third. It's like, all right, but I want to do X, Y. It's like. I don't know if y'all ever watched Monty Python Search for Holy Grail. Great movie. Like, Great movie. It's like, uh, I want to sing. Oh, no, 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 no none of that here. None of that. R.I.P. less. Right. But like, would you, would you say, would you say it's that or would you say it's just. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it more difficult because I know my family loves me and they want the best for me. Right. But their vision of the best for me isn't, doesn't align with mine. Right. Right, they want to be like, what's yo, best yo, for like, you by their standards. Shut the fuck up, right? Right, right, right. No, and I and I and I always, I have so many friends that go through that that I grew up with that go through that, and I always felt like horrible because I was that kid that was like. You know how you know how like comedians always talk about that one white kid that be like, "This is your space." No, she can't do that. Your mom can't do that. This is your space. <laughs> Tell her, like, shut up. Tell her, shut up. Man. No, she, she can't do that. That's not. I was always that kid, especially with like creativity, because like you know, my mom sings. My dad, my dad. Well, my let, let me let me be respectful. He's a photographer, but it's like he's Doctor Who. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, but it's like. I was I grew up in a creative home, so they pushed. I wouldn't say they pushed. They didn't push creativity. Well, my dad, my dad's kind of a stage mom, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but they encouraged it, mm-hmm. and I always hear people like yourself that have that story that it's just like, yo, that's crazy. That's like, that's 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 heartbreaking to me. But. Y'all go ahead. Take it out. I, I want to kind of compound Jordan's question. So, for you, in a perfect world, would you want the acceptance from your family to do what you want to do? Or would you want the comfort to not care that you made that decision and they don't approve?
Yeah, niggas be thinking, you know. <laughs> I think I, I think I want the comfort to not care. Cause mm-hmm. your story is literally my story. I just took the other path that you took. Cause my mom's a retired school teacher. My aunt was the vice principal at Germantown High School. Like say, as you, I've, as I've said before, my on my mom. So I was adopted, and I was adopted into a Jewish family. Mm-hmm. So it was like doctors, lawyers, all this shit. Right. My favorite cousin Ian legit used to read the dictionary for fun. He was like, <laughs> "Look, my nigga, <laughs> young rat, <laughs> pretty much young rat." So like. Everything, like, he was, like, the prodigy. Like, oh, he's going right. to go to Harvard and, and Stanford at the same time. I don't know how he would do it, but... <laughs> and my mom would always, like, drill it in. Like, oh, you got to go to school. You got to go to college. Mm-hmm. That's how you make money. Same shit, being a black man. And then, you know, hearing it from a white person, it's like, oh, you know. She was, I was like, oh, you got the knowledge. Right. Like, it's one thing for, like, for like a black parent to say to a black kid, like, oh, yeah, life's going to be tough. It's like it's like it's like before Obama telling a black kid, you could be anything. You could even be the president. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like a white parent who has the privilege of being white saying, like, yo, this is how you win the game is believable. But after Jordan left me so unceremoniously, mm. my bad, bro. <laughs> school just wasn't it for me anymore. So like fifth grade, I got like my first F's and D's ever, because I was like I was always like A's, B's, and like one C, and like an obscure ass topic or whatever. But I was usually just A's and B's, and that was that was life. Like school, I had the plans to go to college. Like I always, I was like going to do like the traditional: graduate, go to high school, four years, graduate at twenty one, live life. I, that was that was my shit. Jordan left fifth grade. Come fifth grade sucked ass. Like ass. it was just the worst. Me and our other friend. Our third amigo, we so he wasn't in the same class that I was in. Jordan wasn't in the same school. Cam hadn't he hadn't moved to Philly yet. Cam lived in Delaware at the time, so I was legit by myself, and it was just ass. And like I said, me and Jordan would still be all the time, like after school and shit. But it's just like from eight to three, trash. Like mm-hmm. the biggest chunk of my day, trash. trash. And like <laughs> so, I just was like, oh, this shit sucks. Like school ain't cool. Like I'm just I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not having fun. And my fifth grade teacher was a fucking bitch. Like she was terrible. <laughs> Prior to that, long kin- titty, no nipple having love. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Jordan didn't like Miss McCauley, but I loved Miss McCauley. All the teachers like they would have like stern moments, but we had like really dope, attentive, caring teachers who like gave a fuck about us. But like my fifth grade teacher. She, she was doing that, like, I will not talk in class a hundred times on the board shit. Oh, no. Like, we used, to, we used to have to do that all the time. And, like, my mom, like, would come in there with, like, white rage. You can't do this to these children. Like, she would, and then she would, like, complain and shit and everything. She's like, that's illegal. This and the third. <laughs> white rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Most dangerous thing on the planet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, fifth grade was trash. I got, like, my first D. And that was like, all right, D. yeah, my first, got my got first, my first D. D. Wait, wait, hey, pause. Yo. <laughs> I ain't think about it till y'all. Got that D trash in fifth grade. I got that trash D that in trash the fifth D. grade. No, got that trash D in the fifth grade. It was terrible. <laughs> so, so that was like my first bad grade. My mom was just like, oh, that happens sometimes. It's in the third, but so. Something that I've said before on this podcast, I was like, my biggest critique on myself is that I tend to just 
shit comes easy for me naturally. Certain things, like I just have like natural talent for certain shit. So I don't work as hard as I probably should on certain things. And school was that. Like I didn't, I didn't study. I just I retain information really well. So I just like I treated school like a job. From eight to three, I'm all yours. At the three, I ain't do shit with school. Like I did my homework in school. Like just before the class that it was due, like that was just my. I had a whole system. So like when fifth grade came, and I was like phoning it in, like usually doing, I got a D. I was like, oh shit, the fuck? Like wait, a D? <laughs> wait, nigga got to work? <laughs> oh, the second. So and then sixth grade come, nigga got his first F, and I was like, oh fuck this. Like I don't like this no more. Right. So like I started skipping school and stuff like that and everything. Like I do, I would like get dressed, walk, just circle the block. Make sure my mom wasn't home, and I would just come back in the crib and just sleep all day. Like I would just be chilling. It was great. Stay in school, kids. Say all that. Say all that to say to stay in school. But yeah, and that's like when my mom like made me get into sports and stuff to like keep me engaged in school and everything. But in the sixth grade, and I know kids always say like, "Oh, like school's not for me, high school." But no, I was just like, "No, this is ass. This ain't it." Because my mom, she never preached to me like. School was valuable because there is value in it. It was always, oh, you just need to go to school to make money. That was just it. It was get the degree because that's how you get paid. So because I've always just been a natural contrarian in sixth grade, I was just like, all right, well. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, niggas know what they know. (laughs) So when, when I started like to hate school and I was just like, all right. My mom's goal for me is to get a good paying job. That that was like her end all be all. And again, right. growing up in a Jewish household, that's like their benchmark. Like, get a good job. Like, it's not really like, all right, wife, kids, pick a fence. Like, yeah, that's cool, but like, get a good job. Get a respectable job. Bring honor to us all. Mulan type shit. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, the goal is money. <laughs> the goal is money. If I could figure out how to make money and not go to school, why is school necessary? I was just like, it was mm. always told to me, you go to college, get a degree, get a good job. So I was like, if there's a workaround to just get the good job, fuck do I need school for? Right. It's a waste of time. So I was at literally sixth grade. I was like, I'm going to get my high school diploma and then I'm done. I was like, I'm clocking out, stamping my time card. I did a 13-year bid. I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> so... High school. So this is why I say like we kind of different in past. So it came to a point where it's like, still to this day, my mom gives me shit. So, oh, you're not working today? Want to take some classes? And I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 like, nah. She's nope. like, just do, just do two classes at a time. No, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm straight. But I, I brought this parallel to say like, I had to make a decision for myself that I'm going to get to where I want to get to, despite what you're saying. But it also, the way that I'm wired, 90% of the shit that I do is out of spite. 90% of my motivation for most things that I do is to prove people wrong. It's not even more, it's not even necessarily like, I won't give a shit about some shit. <laughs> until Yeah, not, maybe 99. Like, I legit <laughs> won't care about something. It doesn't even exist on my radar until someone says, oh, no, you can't. And now it's just like, it's an obsession now. Now I have to. So my mom literally told me straight up, and this is coming from a mom to her son. And again, I didn't grow up with a dad. So like that was my parent. She literally told me that. She was like, you're going to fail. She was just like, you didn't go to college. 
I kept trying to tell you to go to college. She was like, you're going to fail. You're never going to make more than $10 an hour in your life. She was like, I hate that this is going to be your life. I tried to, t- it was like, a, I told you so. Mm. And it was literally, that was literally, she told me that because right after I graduated high school, I went to work because that was her thing. She was like, oh, you're just one, you just want to rebel against me. She was like, I'll let you take a year off, but you need to work. She was like, the second you don't got a job, she was like, I'm taking your ass to community college and enrolling. So I was like, and I kind of still kept that work ethic to this day. I always, in general, tell you, I I stay with a job. Like, or as soon as another job comes with more money, I'm gonna fuck out. Oh, you paying more? Bet. <laughs> Had fun. Like, I'm out. Or even when I lose a job, like I don't stress about it, cause I know I'm gonna bust my ass to get another one. Like, I'm I'm job yeah. poppy. So, but that came from like my mom. Literally, I remember it was like a car ride, and my mom literally said to me, she was just like, "Yo, like you're never you're never gonna." break through this ceiling because all they're going to see is a black kid with a high school diploma. And this is around the time I started getting tattoos. She was like, don't get no more tattoos because no one's going to bother to hire you. And I was like, oh, fuck you bombing this shit out now. (laughs) Another reason. Did it out of spite. And I love my tattoos, but that's another motivating factor. It's like she, she, she tried to set, she tried to shackle me down to like put me in this box. And I was just like, all right, bet. Watch. So like every time I would Hit a benchmark. It was my my mom's favorite line was, "Oh, that's good." But it was like, "Oh, ten dollars an hour, I'm making twelve. Oh, twelve, you could be making blah." Mm. I get to blah. Oh, you get blah. Could be making blah. And then when I started making like money, 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 I started realizing the shift in the relationship because like now I see like a bitterness. Mm. It's like you busted your ass and went to college. And, and worked like a motherfucker, gave 30 years to the school district of Philadelphia, retired, full pension, all that. And I'm making just as much money you did with nothing to my name but a high school diploma and just a bomb-ass work ethic. And then it just changed into, and Jordan, me and Jordan, Jordan was there when my mom had tried to have this conversation. It was always like, oh, you'll never get a great-paying job. I get a great-paying job. She moved the goalpost. Don't you hate that you work so much? Don't you want to be home with your kids? And I'm like, yo, like, you've been telling me that I wouldn't be able to do it, and now I'm here. And now it's like, oh, that you're there. You shouldn't want to be there. Had you had that diploma, you could have, like, it's, she always manages but, to bring it back to school. Do you, to do, you, do you ever feel, and I know, like, I know that you say that your brothers were there and they're significantly older than you. Yes. But was there ever a time where you felt like your life would be different if you had a father or a father? I mean, you had father figures, but if you had like a father in your life, because you said like it was your mom and then it was your other brothers, like I said, who were older than you. But did did it ever cross your mind to be like, I wonder what having a, a father would be like. Because, like, for Hood, it was like, that's something that's prevalent in his mind. Like, yeah. his relationship with his dad, mine. I mean, Trav, his dad is perfect. But, but like, you know. Nah, he, he ain't get him that PS2 on time, uh, bro. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. But, like, was that ever a, a missing piece? Like, did you ever feel like that was a missing piece in life? I would say... No, because, and y'all know, I'm always a, it's not half full, it's not half empty, it's water in a glass. Right. So, like, my experience with dads, like, seeing, like, what you went through, or seeing, like, what my brothers went through, or, like, when I was, like, starting to date, 
a lot of the women that I was dating in high school had fractured relationships with their dad. I was just like, oh, I lucked up. Right. <laughs> like, right. I only got to right. deal with this shit with my mom. Like, right. Right. But it's like, it's one of those things, I've only ever had a mom and my right. brother. So it's mm-hmm. like, I never felt, there's no hole to be filled because it didn't exist. Right. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. And again, cause, because my brothers are so significantly older than me, yeah. they were always there. So it was just like, what they were for me, that's the correlation to what a dad is. Okay. It's like, I never, mm. there was nothing for me to like base it. Like, nothing Oh, I didn't is. get this. Right. It's like, I didn't know that I needed that. That was something that I, that I would have needed. So yeah, it wasn't. And, and hood, you, you would say, or was there ever a moment in your life where you felt like I'm good? Like he, he's not here. That relationship is kind of over. I've kind of filled this hole in my life. Or what, like, what was that? It, has it happened, and when did it happen? If, if it, it happened. happened. There you go. <laughs> Twenty. Um, hmm. Go ahead, think about it. We got time. Yeah, I'd probably say college graduation, because he okay. told me he was going to come, and he didn't. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, all right, this is like the biggest moment of my life right Damn, now. Right. That's college. And after all these years of telling me, you know, you was going to be there. Is the final straw, and I was like, "All right, Daddy I'm accepting that." But I feel like my life would definitely be a lot different because different, good or different. If bad. if he was there, yeah, because he's in the music industry. Got you. Got oh, you. Shit. Got you. Yeah, oh, Papa was, was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. So, damn, uh, damn which so is where funny. I get that from. Yeah. Um, right. but I mean, I, I also think it's a blessing. I think I am today without. All that happening to me. So yeah, do you think your mom has that uh, pressure on you to kind of focus on soul because your dad is works in the music industry? Oh damn! Oh uh, damn! Someone watched this Christmas recently. Oh my! Da- oh my damn! <laughs> we are potted. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't want me to be like pops. So Trav might have cracked the code. <laughs> right, <he> might... <laughs> um, honestly, my uncle pushed college on me more than my mom did. Okay. Um. But she definitely had expectations for me to excel in school. Right. Um, mm. My uncle was like the main, like, you have to go to college. Like, okay. Um, that's a question. I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. That's, that's a bar. That's, 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 that's a part of the, the next episode. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> see tonight. Oh, <laughs> I really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> So you saying college? So college was a defining moment where you were just like, you know what, I'm good. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that yearning mm-hmm. desire. And now I'm cool. Like if he wants to reach out, cool. Maybe we can build a relationship. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, I don't really necessarily yeah. need it. See, it was all, it was weird for me. Like I, I've always felt that, and then when I had my first, my oldest, it was kind of like that's when him and I started to get close. Mm. Like Who you that, you Harvey? Yeah, that's when he's a far better grandfather than he ever was as a father, which I, I feel is fucked up. But learn from his mistake. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it was it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 I'm grateful for it, and I think like as long as you do right by them, I'm I'm kind of cool. But um, I kind of avoided that moment, which. I don't know when you graduate. When did you graduate? Two thousand. Oh, college. Yeah. Two thousand fourteen. Okay, so roughly around the same. 
two year difference. It was like 2012. He just really started stepping up as as a grandfather, and it was just like, oh okay. And then that's when we had our conversation, our our little man to man. But I don't I don't think if that had happened, I think it would have just been like, you over there, I'm over here, you know. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe when he hear you in the charts, who I mean, he might. He gonna got a kid. I don't know. He might, hey, hey, uh, or hey, that, uh. or that. You know, who who knows? <laughs> You know, niggas. You're going to be like, hey, son, son. What's up, boy? <laughs> like, damn, you wrote this track for Breezy? God damn. Holy you know I love you, right? You know I love you, right? It's just all in the credits. And, uh... Your dad got emphysema? <laughs> you know, my dad, you know, Cookie Monster. You know I love you, right? <laughs> Your dad is Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how he talk. Thanks. Real <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo. Stevie. 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 Stevie H. Damn. Stevie H. Damn, Trav. You just. I have more. <laughs> Is there any shit you want to get on, Trav? There's no way you can have any. <laughs> he said. Any, I, he said like, I was on. He said something. I was on timeout once. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has something. I mean, I. You also don't have to talk. No, I mean, like, I don't like. I don't. I don't think I have anything necessary that's like not outside of like your standard growing pains that you yeah. know that we've all gone through. Um, I had to take the trash out. With <laughs> right, Travis I'm, literally Corey Matthews. <laughs> Trav is Corey. <laughs> oh, I got a question That's you. facts. Yeah, what's up? We went to the same high school mm-hmm. in the same area. Um, oh, I know where you're going. Sorry, go you think like growing up in the suburbs that we grew up in was kind of traumatizing to us? Our identity and like identifying who we are. Holy shit! As, as he said, "You men. fuck me up, I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> I gotcha. I know, I know. You know, we gotta. We had to like adapt to everybody, basically. Right, right. And then it's like you too proper for the for the black kids, but you too black for the white. You kids. too black for the white kids. Um, I think as I got older, I started to see it more. And kind of like, but also too though, like from growing up in in interracial household, my my mom made it like a point to like make sure I would be o- aware of my surroundings and what and what potential things I could encounter. But then also too, um, my dad also kind of helped to ensure that like. You know, he brought me to certain places or certain areas where just like to kind of, yeah, you know, um, and it's funny because like, I didn't really like think about those like little things that they would do, Mm -hmm. honestly, until when, uh, I visited one of my close friends and a close college friend and, um, he's an only child. Um, and so his daughter had only saw, uh, all of his wife's, um, like brothers and stuff like that. So those were like, those were like the only uncles that she was exposed to. Right. And it was funny when, um, I visited them cause they're like, oh, this is Uncle Trav, blah, blah, blah. 
And he said, no, it's not. And he was, and, and like, it was like, it was like kind of a moment for him because he was like talking to me about it after it happened. Cause they all, they, they live in the suburbs now. And she had pulled uh, his wife to the side. I was like, like, cause they kept saying Uncle Trav. She's like, but Uncle Trav is brown. And so mm. she, and then they're like nuts. And she's like, you are too. And then she was like, oh, damn. And then she, and then she's like, and then it was, kind of, oh, I'm not. She's like, yeah, sure. And then my my friend was mad about that because he was like, yeah. And then in that moment, he's like, I gotta, I gotta bring her around like more diversity because like, wow, for her to like he did like like for her to say that he was just like, damn, like because like he does like obviously he doesn't have any siblings, so mm-hmm. she's not meeting like no any uncles or aunts on his side. She's only meeting to uh, her mom's side, and so. I, in that moment, I started to think about just like the little things that my parents were doing to kind of like prepare me for those moments as I got older. Yeah. Because, you know, at like, like you said, when you moved to our area, you were like, yo, it's yeah. like, it's like the subtle racism that, yeah. like, that was, yeah. that you'd experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Eastside Pittsburgh yeah. niggas. <laughs> yes, be it. Eastside Pittsburgh niggas. <laughs> Horrible. Ooh, I spoke. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, that, those little like things that they did kind of like prepared me in the sense of when I did experience it, it wasn't as like traumatized. I feel like it would potentially have been if like, I just didn't kind of have that, that foundational, like just little trips and stuff like that. And it's honestly kind of crazy when you get older and you, you kind of like see it all come together, you know, kind of like when, when you watch a TV show and there's little like, Nuggets placed in the early season and then the final season, you're like, oh shit, that's why they oh, told shit. us about that detail. Yeah, so, it's called yeah. the payoff. Yeah. Right, right. Oh Jesus. So uh. yeah, I mean, like, fortunately, I don't like, I don't think outside of just like I said, like standard, you know, things that we all grow up as kids. Um, that I would say that probably that that shit moving out to the burbs was definitely another culture shock for me. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. There's multiple, like, there's levels to white people. You ain't wrong, so, man. So it's like, he said, you got white, beige. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, it's like, Olive. it's like, I, you know, and I, I hate being Cocaine. that person. Like, I have family members that's white. Like, I hate being that type of person, but like, that's that's like real shit, right? Caucasian but then it's just like that subtle racism shit. Yeah, race of Jace. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know what it was? I, I like Pendale was traumatic for me. And I talk about this all the time. Cause I really I growing up, and I swear to God, everything I love, I did not know what the word nigga was or what it meant until I moved to Montgomery County. Really? really? I was like 15 years old. Jordan, Jordan, he touched on this earlier, but like legit, the school that we went to, like the definition of like colorblind, like literal bubble, like like, literal, like rainbow togetherness, not meaning like just no, like togetherness, like all colors. Yeah. Just together. Harmony. Like, Like, and I honestly, 
did not know what the word nigga meant until one of my teachers and a, a fellow classmate of mine said it. And it, it must have been like in the same like month or some shit. Because people would say it and everybody would just look was at me person, like... Was the person white who said it? Yeah. Okay. It, was during, it was during gym class and they were having a conversation about it. And we were getting our stuff out the locker room, getting ready to go outside, do some shit. He said, all these, and he niggas, was like, these niggas can ball. No, he was like... He, he goes to me, he goes... He goes I mean, yeah, just just ask just ask Jordan. The word nigga doesn't offend you, does it? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know. He was like, it means an ignorant person. I was like, <sighs> yo, what? I was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not ignorant. So, <laughs> cool. See you outside. <laughs> he said, uh, two more two. <laughs> and it wasn't until later that like, I actually knew what the word meant. That I was like, this son of a. Bitch, what the fuck? Mind you, I'm like years removed for him. He just woke up out of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. My god. <laughs> and then when I told you my uh, uh, social studies teacher, I forget his name, uh, at Pendale. The fuck was Rosenberg? No, I don't think it was Rosenberg. Uh, he had an M. Tall, brown hair, skinny guy. Uh, you you know we talked <laughs> we talked about this before on other on other podcasts. Um. He got dirt on you. You like McCullough, I don't know. McCullough, was it, <laughs> it McCullough? McCullough? Macaulay Culkin? No. Ma- Anywho, the call. I'll ask. I'll ask forty because I think he knows. Um. Yeah, I I talked about this before, and he and he said he he made a comment about uh, <laughs> edible kicking in. He made a <laughs> yeah, she, tripping. She said, "What is um, this, what is the threat count?" <laughs> he he made a comment like, "Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the word nigger it shouldn't offend anybody." It's just a word. The teacher said that? The teacher said that. My social studies teacher at Pendale. And I every... teach history and you fuck up history. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, actually, uh... And I, I swear, every... It was like an episode of Everybody he Hates Chris. slavery was only a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> said, that's just labor, son, okay? It was like every white labor. kid, every every that's single gross. white kid in that classroom turned around, looked at me like, "Yo, that's disgusting." I just remember sitting there like, I don't even know what to say. Like oh, by this man. point, I knew that the word was like offensive to black people. Yeah, just context clues. But I was like, "That's just labor." <laughs> I was like, that "Wow, that was hilarious. that was another traumatic experience <laughs> in my teenage years being in Montgomery <laughs> County." Uh, he said, "Yeah, when the boats touched down, we realized we fucked up and took them back." <laughs> but it was, it was like, it was, just, it was, it was just, it was, yeah. I'm trying to ignore everything he said. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was being out there was really kind of, it was a culture shock because I didn't realize how deep shit was. Mm-hmm. Like having people, you know, being, you know, searched by police. They're asking what you're doing. It's six o'clock in the morning, and I have a book bag on. I clearly look like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're searching me, and so I'm going to school. Like, hey, what, what are you doing out here? The fuck does it look like? I'm, like, I said, are you are you about it? About it? Yeah, and like and like and like you know, police searching you. You know, asking if you have drugs on you at, at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm 16 years old. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, like shit like that, or. Three white guys driving a truck down around where uh, Colin used to live. You know, what's up, nigger, or whatever, in the car. It's like, shit like that. It was mm-hmm. just like, 
I'd never experienced that before. And being out there was like, like I said, a culture shock. It was yeah. just, it was just, it was just wild. And I don't think I'll ever, I don't think that'll ever leave me. But it never, it never changed. Like my, it just, it just looked, it just made me, it made me realize that there are people out there with that mm. same mindset. Like I read about it. I heard about it through like my grandparents or whomever who talked about shit that they went through. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. It's a story. But then when you experience it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is different, different. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not even as aggressive as like some of the stories they may have said, but going to school out there, coming from where I came from and then going out there was just like, so, oh. yeah, no, this ain't. <laughs> and then, so then, then I also rapped too. So it was like, and my name is Jordan. So everybody, oh, you must play basketball. <laughs> no, I'm actually trash. Like, <laughs> I'm actually really he bad. Said, he said, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like, come on, man. It was, it was, it was, it was different. And then, oh, rap something for us. Like, Nah, I'm, he I'm said, okay. y'all was a singing group, ain't y'all? <laughs> Why don't y'all sing something? Say so you a polo player, swim, nigga. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to say it back, right? right. Say, Yo, rap, yo, swim, yo, yo swim. <laughs> I want a labor computer science teacher. She was like, I went to go brush my hair, and she was like, You don't have any hair. Why are you brushing it? Something like that. Bitch, I'm trying to get waves. Yo, it was just, I, yo, I literally was almost about to say that. Ain't no motherfucking like, wave check, huh? Karen? <laughs> Suzanne? What's the one? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, a total side story. <laughs> I guess my mom <laughs> took a mirror to, uh, one of them nasty ass fast food restaurants I won't give no pub to. Mm. And she was like, Daddy. She's like, guess what? She's like, guess what the lady who served this name was? I was like, what? She was like, Karen. She was like, but she wasn't that kind of Karen. That's just her name. That's <laughs> 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 gotta clarify now. Gotta the clarify. things, yo, the <laughs> things. <laughs> no, no, no. The things that this child says. Bro, on a, literally on a, this on a regular basis. It's literally this nigga reincarnated. <laughs> like things that she does, like I'd be like, I remember when like like shit that she does, I'd be like, Yeah, your dad did that at that age. Like I'd be like, yo, you probably, probably still do that shit. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, yo, that's creepy. Like, that's really creepy. Yeah, it's funny. But I think I think we touched on a lot today. Yeah. Freak boy. I think, I think, uh, oh, damn. <laughs> I think we covered a lot today. I think Ether's back. Yo, yo, oh, yo. yeah. We got the edge. Yeah, we, we got the edge. That's pot standing. I mean, listen, we got to step it up because JBP. R.I.P. 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 to the JBP. So we got we to gotta step they it up for the EIT. <laughs> damn. All right, Hood. Uh, <laughs> take us away, bro. <laughs> Hey yo! RS Ono is checked in. <laughs> Ew. RS Ono. Yeah, that's a new day. <laughs> and we are the Eat the Podcast Month. Us. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's ridiculous. Do do right by your kids, <laughs> please. Fix. <laughs> That's oh, that. wait, 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 wait. That's can that we, parent talk. Just real quick, can we talk about how crazy that fucking movie was? Which one? The Demon Slayer movie. 
Bonus content. <laughs> y'all can leave if y'all want. <laughs> you can turn it off. But yo, I don't think I can ever watch a regular movie yo, ever seeing, again. Yo, we're seeing the new Dragon Ball. I'm seeing. Yo, we have seen we have all to. movies in 4DX. <laughs> yeah, we have to. That shit. They squirted in my face. Uh, okay, they blew water first, in my the ear. First water yo, they was, was disgusting. Oh, the drool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that shit turned right in the head. I'm like, yo, where was the head? I look. I said, yo, did that nigga just spit on you? Thank, thank God they were, like, we were the only people there. Because imagine if the, if the theater was packed and you weren't expecting nah, that. Yo, there was people in our room. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, you might well, know somebody. Yeah, yo, oh, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo, my man, did you just spit on me? Yo, and then they had, like, the fake snow. And then the chairs was moving. Yeah. I know when they grabbed you from the, from the back of your yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo. yeah. No, the shit, the shit with the, your the legs. The your legs. Yeah. Yo, that shit was when the wild. Dirt was, yeah, that's, yo. I, I still don't understand how they did that. I, I didn't even, I didn't even yo, look. The, can you imagine the person that's, like, sit there and sink that shit? Like, yo. yeah. How many yeah. times they got to, like, rewind? Oh, fuck, missed it. <laughs> oh, missed, missed the dirt <laughs> kick. I ain't gonna lie. When that first demon came out, my heart started beating because I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is real. No, because I <laughs> I didn't know the shit moved. I was like 40 X. I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be like spraying in the water and everything. When this nigga started running in the chair, like do 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 do. I said, oh shit, we moving. Yeah. There were certain points where like I don't know if like I'm just fried or like this shit no. is just. Oh, like, no, wait, no, what happened? <laughs> yeah. It happened. It was a combination, but I really feel like and then then with the lightning and shit, it was like the little sparks and oh my god. <laughs> and I was sitting there, I was like, yo. I'm kind of glad I got my mask on right now because I was just like, I feel like I'm just cheesing the whole thing. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we was in there geeking. She said, I don't care that you have tuberculosis. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Wait, what? Y'all remember that? Yes. When, yes. Yo, when, uh, when, yeah. the, when the boy who was in... Uh, he was, the, he, was dreams. Dreams. he was in Tanjiro's dreams and he was like having a great time oh, and he shit, came out man. and he was like yeah I don't want to do this anymore she's like I don't care that you have tuberculosis <laughs> they look cause they look sick but he looked sick sick yeah. they was just tired he was sick I said damn he no. looked sick then she said tuberculosis I said oh when we say okay. outside I was like yo they possessed <laughs> <laughs> nigga nigga but you <laughs> they possessed uh, you nigga. you sick you sick <laughs> sick nigga Damn, get some sleep. But yeah, I, I can't. It's like, I love you for that, but I also hate you because I can never enjoy a regular movie now. Yeah, no. <laughs> next, I can't. next movie I, I see in the theater, that shit don't move. I'm going to start kicking my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> right. yeah, spoiler alert, but if we keep it in a being like an RP in my neck because he was dope. He, he kind of got washed. Yo, oh, the hot shit. Yeah, the flame hot shit. Yeah, yeah, he got his ass. Yeah, he got Them washed. demons are a problem. The upper, upper. Oh, level. the boy who could uh, heal fast as shit. Yeah. yeah. Like if it, it, like yo, like just if the sun wasn't coming out, it was a wrap. Like yo, yeah. why they, why they leave my man slumped over like that yeah. <laughs> at the end? They just left him there. It's like ah, I don't, I don't know what to do. He was like yo. His whole fucking hand through his chest and was like, "Yeah, I'm like, oh my nigga's done." That movie was wild. I mean, yeah. I would have liked it without the 4D. Nah, but that shit took it to a whole other yeah. level. It was a whole different experience. Yo, when they when they dropped the Dragon Ball Super movie in that John, oh, yeah, they yeah, doing the great. rapid punches. Your back will be like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that was that was the other part when they start punching your back. Yeah. I said, "Oh, who is this? <laughs> who is this behind me? Who kicking my seat? <laughs> who kicking my back in?" 
I just wanted to share that with y'all. That was a fire movie. <laughs> nah, if you haven't gone see it, please go see it. The, see geek, it. the geeks, when he threw the sword in the nigga back, he kept running with the sword. <laughs> 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 nigga, now you don't got no sword. <laughs> oh, shit. That he was said, funny as shit. He said, wait, come back. <laughs> My man said, come back. He said, no, nah, there's a sunset. He said, <laughs> he said <laughs> no. <laughs> Far away, he said, no. <laughs> I, just, I just went, your man dead too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We out. Uh, <laughs> they probably left already. <laughs>